mic or the back of the mic? <laughs> two weeks. Okay, it's minute, all two weeks, the minute, done. <laughs> the minute record gets hit, all you hear is... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like it. <laughs> Fucking nine-year-olds having his morning soup. <laughs> okay, I'll take a lid off. It's good, ma. It's good. Coffee. No, get the lid to... on. You're gonna burn yourself. It's so good. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to slurp into the mic all show. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Neither do we want to hear it. Nor do we want to hear it. Right. Nor. Well, Who the hell uses nor? Nor do we want to hear it. <laughs> Fucking nor. Canadians. All right, Watson. <laughs> whilst I read this book. Yeah. <laughs> Only Watson uses the word nor. <laughs> I love him, though. Uh, I don't think he does use it. He, might, he may use it nor. <laughs> Noriega. Uh, anyway. <laughs> all right, all right. Welcome to Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, issue 139. How's everybody? Oh, no. good. good, man. I got crickets. I got crickets. I, I said issue. Nobody cared. I asked, how is everybody? Nobody we're, fucking said shit. We're, we're so used to it. <laughs> we're so used to it now. I, I'm still in we fucking vacation mode. <laughs> yeah, what's, doing what's the, been doing up? The show? It's been a long time. I didn't even watch the movies right? for the show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wishes <Fuck>. he didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about a 50-50. <laughs> That thought, yeah, 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 as I anticipated. Let's jump right in. Remember, there's one of them. One of them is French, so by default, you know it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna get the passing. Why <laughs> does it automatically, if it's French, do I love it? Because uh, there's some sort of we. It's not French Canadian. It was filmed yeah. in Oshawa. You've never disliked a French movie. That's why every every time we've ever had a French movie on this show, it's been favorable. Trouble every day was. Trouble every day was nah. It was okay. Okay, who's cooking bacon? Who is that? <laughs> no, that was uh, someone flushed the toilet. <laughs> I'm in the unfinished basement, right? There's a fucking drain pipe right beside me here. Wait, hold on. I'm going to get a drink. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Delish. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's my son. I could take Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needs more water. <laughs> That reminded me of that thing. I was going to bring back that question on the group page because it came up again at work the other day because we have new people at work. And I don't know if you guys remember way back when we talked about come to daddy, I said that I I presented the choice at work. And I said, to me, there is no choice. You drink a cup of semen or you get your ear cut off. What's the what's the choice here? You know what I mean? But. It led the conversations. Then somebody brought up. Remember that conversation? I remember that conversation. That was a year ago. (laughs) I know. It was a bit. Yeah. So we have new guys at work, so I wanted to get them in on the answer. I don't you pose this on It's like page. orientation questions. <laughs> yeah, answer it right. You better answer the right way. I'm not going to yeah. like you. Right. <laughs> cup of semen. Here's the door, fuck face. You took the cup of semen, though, didn't you? Well, isn't that the logical choice? It depends whose semen it is. It doesn't matter whose semen it is. It doesn't fucking matter. Do you it matters to me. The rest of your life, or big deal, you you drank something that you didn't agree with once in your life. Come on. I don't, no agree, with, I don't agree with you, Steven. Didn't agree with me. Oh, I need Tums. There is oh, wait, no that choice. Might be Canadian medicine. <laughs> I need Pepto-Bismol. We have Tums. 
No, you only remember jingles from the fucking 80s or 90s. <laughs> Is that still on? The 1880s. Because <laughs> I don't see commercials anymore because it's the fucking 2020s. There's no need to see them this day and age. That's why. I haven't seen a commercial in 10 years. Why I, would I? It's true. True. They suck. They suck now. Here's the deal. Some people say, oh, commercials aren't that bad. Here's the problem. There's no soul in them. There's no soul in, in the commercials anymore. There's no There's no fun. There's no... It's not like it was. There's no jingles. Now it's just everything. Everyone's just trying to do a waka waka and move on to the next one. It's the same <laughs> fucking thing. Re- remember when soul? commercials had soul? <laughs> yeah, man. Remember those songs they were having? I'm like, dum, da, dum, dum. I mean, they tricked you into getting your dirty dollar. Now, <laughs> there's no manipulation. Yeah. There is. I think there's more manipulation now because you get those ones that try to hit, get you, hit you in the heart. And you're like, you forget it's a commercial. Like Tim, Tim Hortons has done one where it's like showing like, you know, the, Old parents moving out of the house that they grew up in, and the kids are helping them out, and then they they hand them a Tim Hortons, and it, it's it's done like this lifestyle type. That's the manipulation now. It's fantastic advertising. Those I think have what you would call soul, even though really at the end of the day, it's just it's just a facade. I think soul back in the day yeah, was but, a facade too. Soul. I, when I say soul, <laughs> I think I, I, I'm not talking about soul in that respect. I do get what you're saying, and honestly, Rick, little is, meatball. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I love soul oh, food. Two seconds. I'll be right back. Keep talking, okay. guys. You, 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 don't <laughs> you don't know about Tim's anyway. It doesn't matter. Okay. But like back in the day, you know, like Tim's. Like honestly, first and foremost, I'm surprised that there's a Tim Hortons, but in Canada, I guess not. Again, I don't see commercials here, so I don't know if there's a Tim's on the TV for a commercial. It'd be cool if there was. I just haven't seen it, you know. But um, that would be happening, though. If I was, huh? I just just throwing in our drink of Timmy's catchphrase that we never get paid for. <laughs> drink of Timmy's, yeah, whatever. Well, I'll, I'll promote them all the time. It's it's great coffee, you know. So, but it's like. If you were moving out, if you were going to help, you know, family people move out and you go to their house and it's like, you know, you arrive there at 9 a.m., there's a good chance that I would show up with that carry tray with freaking four Tims in it. Hey, who wants a coffee? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's almost, people love that stuff. So it, I, do, I know what you mean by soul in that respect. But when I say soul, it's like the same thing, like, like music used to have a soul too. And now, and I, I'm not talking about the subject matter. Like you're talking about the subject matter of the Tim's well, commercial having uh, subject matter also about, the way like, they're doing it. Yeah, I, I know, I, I get where you're going too. You know like, I mean? well, now, now music is. It's different you though because now mean? music is tailored to streaming. So you've got to get your you've got to get your chorus out at the beginning because there's like this whole metric. Like if you get them listening for thirty seconds. You, you you get X amount of dollars. I, again, I don't know the ins and outs of how okay. it works, but that's why you get this. Now, a lot of these new songs come right out of the gate with the chorus or like the catchy hook so that you're you're in. I'm not talking about a riff from back in the day that built into a song. Oh, I'm talking about like a, a right, almost like right into the chorus part to get you listening. And then they, they try to carry that to the 30 second mark. And then the song sort of re-begins, if you will. Uh, and that's that's just the way they, they construct music now. So I think that plays into what you're saying, that because of the way that they arrange music to gain listenership uh, from a streaming standpoint, I think it will suck soul out of music writing and, and, and songs to a degree. Okay. 
What did but I come here's, back Okay, this, this is a better this is a better it comparison, sucked. so you get my drift. He's, he's talking about <laughs> conducting music here. Fucking fucking <laughs> you're the conductor. Fucking Johan fucking Johan fucking Johan Brahms here. <laughs> he's Johann gonna be the star of I'm using Junior of Brahms three, the boy. The boy, Brahms three here. Brahms three, the luge. <laughs> no, but okay. This is a better. Maybe you'll, you'll maybe you'll catch my drift more about the soul thing if I put this into modern music. Back in the day, people knew what albums were. They would listen to albums beginning to end. Now it's just all about the single and catch a it's single a and catch yeah. a tune. Like I said, my daughter, like she would rather like if she's into an artist, she would rather just go to like that artist like you know page on whatever on iTunes, or Spotify, and then, or whatever, and just hit like yeah. random or something. And whatever comes up comes up, and I try to tell her, that's what I'm saying. There's no soul there either. There's no soul in music because. You, you, you can't experience something. Like, think about the great albums you listened to growing up. You could sit back and Pac listen Man to... Pac-Man Fever. Think back... Anything. <laughs> if you listen but to that, you if you go. listen to Donkey Kong before Pac-Man Fever, you're doing yourself a disservice. The flow of the album's totally off. <laughs> oh, the centipede? To... My, my, my. You can't open with oh. my, my, my mouse trap, mouse trap. Cheese was the bait. Oh. You'd be like, what? <laughs> what? Great what stuff. This album fucking sucks. There's no flow. No soul. It's got to kick. <laughs> no flow, no soul. It's got to kick off with Pac-Man Fever. That's the bottom. Yeah, it's the opening track. See, okay, here's the, there's the, that's the, I, I figured it out. See, that's the perfect comparison. You're talking about. That's the, the perfect comparison. Of a song. <laughs> Everything he could have said, Pac-Man Fever is the perfect comparison. I'll tell is you it because, no, listen. Is it because the ghosts have souls? <laughs> <laughs> no, What's the matter with you? Where's your soul? Oh, that's great. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. The comparison is this. Shit. That I... Okay. You're talking about the beginning of a song before having the chorus right off the bat having to come in to hook you. Okay? I'm talking about us when we're younger listening to album and how important the opening track to the album was. That's the difference. It's albums. You know what I mean? Yeah. We would think about of all those great memories, I'm sure, of sitting down and listening to an album start to finish. I hear songs now. It might come up on random, and when that song ends, I I, I take myself back to like you know the album, and I and I'm expect not expecting because I know it's on random, but I, my mind goes to what song followed next on that album. You know what I mean? That's something that's I'm the same in way. Us. And, and you're yeah. right. And my kids, that's not how they are. They're like, this is not the no. next song. It's just whatever comes next on on the the random mobile. But you're right because like I mean like even ACDC, I'm not even picking like like well, back in black. I love that album. You open with Back in Black, Hell's and it, and, it, and it's great because that was Hell's the album. Bell. Yeah, Hell's well, Hell's Bell. I'm the same. I'm the same way with this conversation. Like, oh. I'm really looking forward to what's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck is Back in Black? Back in Black, track three. What the Hell's fuck? Am Hell's I open, shoot to number. Come on, that big bell. Boom. Yeah, well, that's a good opening that's too. Why did I think that was a side B? I thought that was the opening, but you're right. You're right. I totally, I just totally drew, because it is that, but that's a great, see, they couldn't get away with that nowadays from a single standpoint. People would hear that bell. They'd be like, next track, next track. It, because it's not like, I mean, I love it. Trust me. I love it, but they don't make music like that anymore. Now it's, it'd be like, back in black, like right, right, right out of the gate. <laughs> And there's a time and a place for that. I was like that, screaming. Was that fucking necessary? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> just burst my. Ears. Then it was. 
But the bottom line is there's no soul. There's no soul, just like the video stores and all that shit. Just like you watch that documentary about the last blockbuster and they talk about the experience of going to rent things. There's there's no soul in sitting there and pressing a button and watching a movie on a Friday night at Netflix. There's nothing, there's no experience. That's what I mean. There's no soul. There's no, you know what I mean? You don't have... Yeah, but then they, they cut to the, the kids in that memory. video. Again, it's how you're brought up and what you experience. We think there's no soul based on our nostalgic experience for it. The kids that they swesh pan to and got the reaction, go, that was kind of weird. You guys did that? Like, to, it's alien to them. It's true. It, I know, and that can't be helped. But, but the bottom line is they're not going to have those kind of memories. Like, what are they going to look back onto? Sitting in front of uh, Netflix? Having everything at their fucking fingertips. There's no, there's no, there's no, <laughs> <laughs> I was off the fucking charts there. Awesome. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but commercials, man. That's how it's I used even I was in the shower this morning and I thought of a commercial I haven't thought of in a year. I don't know why. I wasn't even in the shower before the smart answer mark from B. I got out of the shower, I was drying my hair. And for some reason, I don't know why, but this thing popped into my head. <laughs> it was this commercial. It was Ban and sportswear, ban and dresswear, ban with everything from cotton to cashmere. If you care, you'll bother. Don't wear one without the other. And I, Jamie, I know for a fact, you know what I'm talking I wish Jamie lived down the street from me as a kid. Because every time I mention anything about the 70s or the 80s, she knows exactly what yeah, the fuck I I'm would, talking about. I think Christian and I would feel safer if you and Jamie lived close by in like a locked, gated <laughs> cell, padded cell. You it can be shared. Cases. I'm cool with it being yeah. a shared cell. <laughs> but think about it. Who's going to remember singing a jingle 20 years from now about stuff that's out now? What are you going to remember? I, the fucking, those ridiculous, um, yeah, what are those commercials everybody likes? Geico or some shit, I guess? Oh, People talk I about it sometimes. Like yeah, I, Dave, I can't disagree. And I can't even really argue because I'm the one that comes up with jingles when I'm taking his shit. So, like, I mean, I, I get you. I mean, you you're move your ass by... to the jingles? <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes it might help. It might help what I'm doing, but I, I mean, I can't argue against you on this. I, I agree no that you argue. should be in a padded cell. Just, I know you agree because it's true. There's just not, there's, there's no soul now like there used to be. And, and you can just look around and see it. It's just, everything's mass produced. Everything is instant gratification and everything is overdone. It's oversaturated would be the word. There's no, there's no building up to anything anymore. Like everything that was great, once upon a time, Gener- not generally speaking, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I mean, I think it's great. I think my dad, my dad would have loved Netflix, or let me, let me, let me rephrase that. He yeah. would have loved Plex. He would have loved because Netflix, he would have been a little bit annoyed about because it was dictating what you can get. If it was an open library, like, uh, like maybe, well, like, or whatever. Well, not really, because they still dictate what's there. You don't have, you can't just go there right now and, and say, I want Friday Thirteenth Part Four. You're not going to get well, it. Nobody necessarily. Nobody can do that. Well, you can Except if you want to pay for it. You, you go to Apple Music. But like Plex, he would have loved to digitize his Hitchcock films and see the album art on his, sorry, see his album art on the TV and be able to, you know, you know, pick Vertigo or whatever. He would have loved that. Yeah, I, I know my dad and he would, that would have been like next gen. Like I almost wish he just lived another five years to be able to see just the, the beginning aspects uh, uh, of that and, and experience that from just the start. And, and he would have been like, I think he would have been like, ah, this is cool. This is cool. That, 
That's he. So he was he was a cinephile. He was into that too. That that that's yeah. his thing. He loved and he it. wasn't. And again, it's he, not this. There's great. a hang. Did, there's, he, did he have to register for that? Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. He could. Five hundred meters from the, any movie, he wasn't allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go door to door. Hi. Should have seen. We had to go to the drive-in and watch it from someone's house rooftop. <laughs> you had to go to every blockbuster and be like, "Hi, I'm a cinephile. I'll be yeah. in the neighborhood." Yeah. You said every black person. Blockbuster. No, blockbuster. Oh, black. Blockbuster. I'm go to every black person and tell them. Uh, uh, bl- blockbuster is when you try to sit down and watch a movie, but you can't hear it. Too much talking. <laughs> Sorry. Waka, waka, waka. So, yeah, it's all relative, right? I mean, I get it. I Now there's now there's the fear because everything's gone more of the digital route. We're hearing more more and more people. That some people have never given up physical media, as we've seen. And, and we will see it on our daily feeds now. Like, oh, thank God for physical media. Thank God for physical media. And I was, like I said, I was on my way out. I was pretty much out. I had to core bit of collection left some older ones and then the last year just kind of i don't know if it's covid related or what but i just went right back to collecting physical again uh because yeah i do want the option i want to be able to just go i want to watch this right now and not have to figure out what app it's on (laughs) right it is wonderful man and did you guys see that thing i put in the chat the other day and jason lloyd told me about it but it was the uh about the netflix and the dolby and all that stuff no. Did you guys happen to get wind? Okay, well, listen to this. Apparently, uh, Jason was watching this. He watched his YouTube video, and he's he's been in the market because uh, because of what happened with him, you know, being in Texas and everything. He uh, he has to get some new things. You know, he lost some things in his house. He got some insurance money. He's gonna buy a new TV and, and new uh, surround sound system and stuff like that. So he takes that stuff very seriously. You know, and he was doing research on you know what to buy and everything else, and you know doing comparisons. And he said he watched his YouTube video, and it compared Dolby Vision streaming versus Blu-ray for quality. And apparently, Dolby Vision is actually better now picture wise than blu-ray and you know who uses dolby vision netflix and disney plus the catch is this yeah okay the catch is this blu-ray is better sound okay well something has come along that the point is something has come along streaming wise that actually looks better than physical and i we didn't think that that was going to happen and it's happened i think we even talked about it last show about how great movies look on netflix all the time I remember the first time I noticed it was that one a couple years ago uh, when they're on the island. What was that one? We t- uh, it's a great movie. It was in the top. Oh, uh, uh, The Apostle? Man. The Apostle. How great yeah. it looked. And then we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. Block Island Sound. Yeah. yeah no, they're, they're the island movie. movies. Net- All the Netflix. island movies look good on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, Gilligan's <laughs> Island, the show, looks pristine. Uh, Gilligan's, it- you can see every four. <laughs> <laughs> you can see... Netflix and Prime have been doing that for a while now. Like you could get the 4K version of it, and that's why I said, like, you're, there are options out there. I didn't realize the sound aspect or or whatnot, but I mean, the sound is pretty damn good. And I'm sure if you get a if you got a nice what? surround sound or sound bar, it'd be fantastic. What's the matter on that side there? What? What? I don't know, I don't know you what can't you're. Hear your sound? Oh, you're talking about the sound being good yeah. or poor, and I'm just like, what? I know. <laughs> I just wasn't gonna go with the joke. <laughs> Look at his face. That's the face. That's the face I miss. The, the face of absolute yeah, just what do you disappointment. Think, 
What do what I do think you, of what? About that, about that I, whole Netflix at Disney that looks better than Blu-ray. What do you think is going to happen here? You were the first collector, not the first collector, but when I got out of collecting, that, that's for the short time you, you, were, you were balls deep into it. I am the first collector. <laughs> Let me collect you. <laughs> I honestly, like, I leave it up to others to, like, tell me what looks good, what sounds good, but, like, I, I don't get as crazy with this as other people do. I can't. I can't even follow it. It's cool. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but I can't keep track of sound quality, picture quality. Like, I'll almost just throw on a VHS at this point. I don't care. I just want to watch. <laughs> you can't do that. That's, you can't say that here. VHS? No. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there's no question. There's there's no stopping it. It's going digital. Everything's going digital, and there will be there's still going to be physical media because of of the one the people we've been talking about. How long it's going to go? I I really don't think that after 4K you're going to see anything go into a physical realm anymore. I could be totally <laughs> wrong on this, but I believe 4K will be the last physical media from a viewing standpoint. You'll you'll get 8K streaming. And everything else in a few years, but I think 4K will be the last physical media, which is amazing. Look how great it looks. I mean, I'm, I'm happy uh, for the most see, part. Yeah. yeah it, it, when you're do, not when gonna, do we get Videodrome? Uh, soon. In re- what do you soon. mean? The experience of Videodrome? The, no, the actual. Or? We actually get like tubers and and, and uh, yeah, like get, when do we watch like, something <laughs> in such high depth that it fucking causes boils and our fucking eyes to melt? Uh, that's phase four. Of uh, COVID. <laughs> Wave four. <laughs> Sorry. But you see that Warner Archives are not doing that. The Warner Brothers isn't going to have physical media on their site anymore. So, I mean, you can get them on Amazon, but they're not doing the four for 44. They said that was their last sale. They announced they're not getting a physical media to buy on their site anymore. So it is going there. Luckily, we have a lot that we need. Get get all the old stuff you can. It's not. But eventually it's going to sell out. But the thing is, in the future for new movies... It might not happen. Now I'm a I'm a PQ guy, so if Netflix looks better, I'm gonna be happy with that. You know what I mean? But there's the the story. You don't really own what's on Netflix. It's in the cloud. It's what I, I you know a lot of us preach that you don't it can go away anytime. So get physical anyway. But Iggy if tuna. I'm sitting here and I know for a fact what's that Iggy Tuna? Dinky Tuna, where you could buy the DVDs for or the Blu-rays for Netflix. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but honestly. You don't need to unless you're really that uptight about the sound. You know what I mean? At this point, if you're sitting there holding the Blu-ray in your hand, or not holding okay, you know you have the Blu-ray, and then it comes up on Netflix, and you know that it looks better on Netflix, I'm to the point now, I'm not going to walk downstairs and grab the Blu-ray. Why would I? I, 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 I go for what I think is the best quality. It has nothing to do with physical versus streaming. It's what I think is the best. I do that now as well. I do that on Amazon all the time. I will stream movies. They have a lot of Vinegar Syndrome movies that I own. I might throw it on Prime just because the picture quality is just as good as if I took out the Blu-ray. Well, it's not just as good. I mean, it's not yet. I mean, Netflix is apparently. No, I know. But Shudder is not. Shudder is not there yet. I can't see a difference on Prime. I I think it looks great. Tubi's far from it. Prime is fine. I agree. Prime is fine. Shutter, shutter's hit and miss. For instance, okay, so uh, on a side note, but on this on this topic, uh, Preston DeFrancis was on two episodes ago of TJF, and we talked about Rune Me, and he, again, it was a, a Shutter exclusive, and he says the best way to watch that movie is if you get the made to order Blu-ray. He says the downfall is it's made to order, but he says that I don't care to him 
matched the quality, and this is coming from his DP, that they did from the color correction in when they were doing the color correction. He says the Blu-ray is the closest representation of how they, they want the movie to look. So he Real says, so if you got Shudder... So if you if you if you got Shutter, <laughs> fuck up. If you got Shutter and you want to watch Rumi, great. You 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 you've got it. It's it's there and whatever. But if you want to see the best version of it, he says the blue points. He says get the Blu-ray. He says that is will be definitely no questions asked. And I have noticed that when you put Shutter on, some movies are good. They they they, they look decent enough. Like they're they're oh, yeah, not like pixelated do. or anything. They, they they look good and and they look. They're not they, like Tubi. And they look, and sometimes they look great, but I still feel it's not quite the same as when I pop on a Blu-ray. Uh, no, depending on the film, I think it was Demons or what something I put on. I'm like, wow, this quality is really kind of shitty compared to maybe Christmas Evil something, and I had to put on the physical disc instead. And I compared. I'm like, yeah, well, there's, well, maybe there's a they, maybe they don't have that copy on there. But you figure it's a, like you think they got it cheaper to stream like the the DVD version of it or something like that. I don't, I don't know how it works, but that just seems weird. I watched, I watched asylum on prime, the anthology. And I watched just the regular version because it had subtitles. They had a digitally remastered one, which was much crisper, but it didn't have subtitles. So I watched the, the more pixelated version that had subtitles. Yeah. Subtitles are more important to me than PQ. (laughs) So yeah. Right. There you go. That's okay. Yeah. Different for everybody. I like it all. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I like subtitles too, but I don't know it depends. But the thing is, we're, we're they're taking that step now. Now that we know that it's going there, we're going to see more and more. And I know collectors don't want to hear it, and I myself collect. Don't get me wrong, but my allegiance to collecting isn't always about having it in my hand. It's always it's. I do enjoy that, and I like displaying them and everything else. And I, I'm, you know, I'm just as uptight as anybody. They're alphabetical, and, and I do have my. But the thing is, if if I know it's going to look and sound better somewhere else, it doesn't make sense for me to deprive myself. It's like the it's like the the stuff you're saying to the VHS people. You know what I mean? Just like why in this day and age, when I want to watch a VHS, unless it's for a gimmick for a night or something like that, when modern technology, why would you go backwards? It doesn't make sense to me. Again, to to each their own. But you know what I mean? And I'm not going to say they shouldn't do it. They could do whatever they want, but it's the same thing. I want the best picture and sound. What's You're wrong? You know what VHS I mean? VHS people, man. That just, there's a title right there. VHS people. <laughs> there's movie, there's movie 12. <laughs> they came from the games. <laughs> nice. VHS oh, people. Man. They'll get you in the end. Amazing. The, <laughs> the uh, I got to, I, I listen to Friday Nightmares. Yes, I, I listen, Brandon. There's a lot of Brandon bashing wow. on it. I fucking love it. It's great. I'm kidding. It's not bashing. No, it's there's love. no bashing. It's all in you love. They me? love you. They love this guy. But where I'm going with it is, I believe Heather said that the Arrow streaming service was not available in Canada. And it is available. I actually, I, I have it on my, my TV. I haven't done the free subscription yet, but you go through their catalog too. And I can see that, like, I mean, they've got a lot of their... Their exclusives on there or, or their releases ready to view. They got the stylus ready. I, I think that was like one of the new releases. Did that you they, watch it? No, I because I haven't signed up for their their free free service yet. I would like to try it out, but it is available. And I, I don't know um, because I haven't hit that subscribe button. I don't know what their monthly fee is. I think it's like five or five or six bucks a month, or you could do like the annual membership, like Shutter, which is like eighty Canadian. 
<laughs> All I know <laughs> was it in Euro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was uh, like I just say it's another option, and once again, there's so many goddamn options. But yes, you you're right, Dave, when you say that you don't own it when it's on one of these services and it'd be taken away at any time. But there's the there is the discrepancy. There is also the digital copies that you do keep. And a lot of companies have been upgrading them for free. Not all the time, but you may have gotten a 1080p version and then they've up they've upped them to 4K. Like I think that happened to me with the Shining. I had the 1080p really? version, digital copy, they upgraded it to 4K. As well as 2001, I believe, and the Star Wars uh, uh, New Hope. That would probably that would probably piss physical collectors off because there's no, they always right. have to double dip. Right. So <laughs> now you're not getting all the special features with those digital copies. So there's the trade-off. The digital copy is movie only, but then that I think you do keep forever. Now not, I'm not saying everybody's going to automatically upgrade because there will be studios losing money. So they'll make try to make you double dip as well, but again, not all not all digital, um, like the digital copies that come with the physical don't give you the special features. I believe when you buy it from i like uh, Apple TV or, or Apple, you do get the special features. Like if you bought Hereditary, you get the special p- features pack that comes on the DVD. But they don't have their wow. 4K selection is still very low. You get very Charlie's low. head. Yeah. Get her fucking head. Yeah. I just want to keep it right here on a That's what you get show. physically. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, physically, Brandon's been blurred my foreground. Beautiful. What oh, did I Tom. do? Oh, boy. Why did you mention it? <laughs> Nothing. Everything's He's going to turn his camera off. And there, you're back. No. Oh, I fixed He's it. Back. You're back. He's yeah. back. Can, can you the go there. revert? <laughs> <laughs> You fucking skunk bastard. I, uh, so what's I, been uh, up, B? What have you been doing for, for a couple of weeks? Anything not good? a damn thing. I, I've been watching a lot of anthologies because I'm going to be doing a show, speaking of which, with Scott and Heather, where we're doing our top five top five anthology segments. And honestly, like if you said just do it now, okay, I, I wouldn't have to watch any anthology and I could just... Shit, I could do five from fucking Creepshow alone, like let alone watch anything older but i really wanted to just like dive in and rewatch all these old anthologies and ones i haven't seen before fuck man there's some really good ones out there it would take me a year to prep for that show because dude i'm i'm literally I, i've watched about 15 anthologies in the last week alone i'm probably yes. gonna get another 10 or 15 more in awesome. i'm just watching oh, as many as i can some really good ones out there too that i hadn't seen before yeah. Then there's some other ones that aren't very good, but they have one standout one. Yeah. And you got to search for those ones or talk to if you don't know about them. There are some out there, you know? Uh, I'm trying to watch as many as I can, but I'll, I'll you know, obviously I'll miss out on some, but. Can't believe they had Dave on before you. <laughs> well, he's on in spirit every show. It doesn't matter. He could be on every show full time. He just doesn't present this. All he has to do is ask. He just doesn't. Can I, can I come on? When you start you know, a new show, Dave, sure. you should just record the last new show you're on for your introduction of, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. And then you just go, hold on one second. And just have your iPhone and go, boop. And just, <laughs> just sit back <laughs> and let it play. <laughs> it's true. Or just, say, or just say next question. Just say next question. They already yeah. know. They just know. reference reference the show. <laughs> 
Well, we are getting bigger. Howard Stern. Didn't you say Howard Stern st- stole one of Every, our things? It, no, it's, it, okay, things? listen. Take this with the greatest salt, everybody. We, we are patron exclusive. We know who our patrons are. Uh, so, honestly, a lot of times there's no way they could have heard these shows. But in the time frame, we, we spoke about Tom's Diner with the do 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 a month later, three to four weeks later, they start turned talking started talking about Tom Steiner on Howard Stern out of the fucking blue. Like, where the hell would that come from? We talked about Anywho. Now I don't know Anywho, I don't know when that came up on the show, but last week, Monday, Howard Stern goes, Well, anywho, he's like, hmm. Not too sure about that. Anywho. Now they didn't go on a big they didn't go on a big thing about it, but I just thought that was hilarious that that was brought up. And there yep. was one more, which I cannot remember for the life of me right now, but there's one more example. Now, I get it. Trust me. We're not, I'm not, it's just holy fucking coincidence. Like in this last year, because I've only listened, I only joined Sirius again in uh, August or September. So it's Is just that when you got then. serious about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got XM. <laughs> You. <laughs> I think we have a, a mole. I think we have a mole amongst yeah. us. I think somebody is leaking information. They're, moly, they moly, they moly, found moly, out moly, how moly. good this show is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they have found out how good this show is. They listen and, and they're passing it on to other people. And we are breaking out of the mainstream. There is stir, stir. I have no one listens to this show over here. Say anywho, <laughs> and then comment on it. I'm, there's the gimmick. I'm telling you. Here you go. T- take this. Take this shit and run with it. It's funny. Uh, look, at, I'm gonna play you one right now. I got a couple. The Arn Anderson show. If you don't know who Arn Anderson is, well, he, he's a wrestler. He's retired now. Anyway, one of the four horsemen. Anyway, this is what he said the other day on his show. Almost, did, he said two things on his show that tie back to this podcast. And this is Arn Anderson. So listen to this. Go to Baltimore to watch the Super Bowl. They ship it, baby, over at Jimmy'sFamousSeafood.com. Yeah, me and Shavanto, we both got a whole box of crabs. Probably not the first time Tony got crabs, but that's a story for another oh, day. Oh, you can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> you can't say that. Come on, man. That's, that's, Come on, Arn. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, there's, he says something else on the show that we started here. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Good old Arn, double A. All right, let's see. Right about... Let's what see. about now? Aren't you, you going to give us credit? He looked like cock of the walk. No matter where you saw him walking through. <laughs> I don't think we can take credit for cock of the walk. <laughs> Since supposedly, you guys, everybody in society it. used the term. Oh, here's the cock of the walk. That's the cock of the walk. Ah, cock of the walk. Yeah, like I said, I, I just. For some reason, I haven't heard it ever in my life. All of a sudden, everybody's using this fucking term. I think it's a sexual term. <laughs> Hey, baby, let's do the cock of the walk. And, <laughs> and it should me. be. It should be. Thanks to you. Like you're not, you're not, you're not going to believe this next one. And it might take me a second to find it, but I, we were talking about this on the last podcast. No, yes, the last podcast, we were talking about it. We said that we were going to open up a company and we were going to name it this and everything else. And sure enough, I was walking, doing my doing my job. And I come across this thing, and somebody named their company uh, what we were going to name one of our companies. Stolen and Cat? <laughs> Stolen Kitty, Stolen <laughs> Kitty Productions? Unlucky Lucky? Son of a bitch, where the hell is it? Now I got to find it. 
See, I'm a little place. unprepared. Is it Arn? <laughs> no, it's I, don't, not I don't trust this guy. I gotta keep him at an arm's length. Oh, <laughs> maybe I could go to photo <laughs> photographs. See, that's the thing is I got so many damn things in my phone. Yeah. You, got, you look you're very that. well. Pre- you're very well prepared, though. Well, yeah. it's, it's hard to do with because you know I'm going back. You know what I mean? It's fine. Yeah, I. So. Oh, I'll tell you. Uh, so, go ahead. You got something. You to talk look. About you here. look for it, and I'll all kill some time. So, two weeks ago, I hit the scale. Remember, I've been working from home for for ninety eight percent of the last thirteen months now. I guess. So, I hit the scale. I'm like, holy shit. I never in my life thought I'd hit this number. But I was over, I was at 200 and something pounds. Oh my God, like, you fat bastard. I, I, but I, like, <laughs> I, you can see me on the show every day. So again, I always, or every two weeks, I, I usually hear that. So I'm like, I got to do something about this. So I'm almost, I'm almost 10 pounds down now from that two week mark. Nice. I and didn't want to so... say anything, but it was starting to look like, uh, <laughs> Like they look like they just fished you out of the Hudson River. That's how blue <laughs> <laughs> it's because it was too easy. I go, I'm on my, I come downstairs. I'm not leaving the house. I just open up my goddamn computer, sit down in my chair, and I'm like, "There's the kitchen." I just had breakfast, but I could have a snack, and then I'd go yeah. back for a snack. And every you get yeah. up, you do five things. You go up, you go, yeah, just go to the fridge. It became like it was like a routine. It was just like this wacky routine because it was just there at arm's length. Like I was like, you got it. It was arm's length away, and I was. <laughs> and I went back, and I and I, I was just like, I can't believe it. And then I hit the scale, and then I remember seeing like one ninety four, and I was like, what the fuck? Because Dave was talking about hitting like a record low, like one thirty something. I'm like, how's this motherfucker one thirty? Like, Congrats, but how's this fucking guy one thirty something? Yeah, I mean, this is crazy. I'm like, I what didn't. The get, hell? I got to one thirty. I got to 137 or some shit yeah. like that. That was my all-time low. Right now, I'm at 150. So look how quick it comes back. 137, I looked like I was like in chemo. You know when I'm going to hit like... 137? When I'm on hospice. Yeah. I can't wait to hit 137. <laughs> yeah, I would never. I mean, well, how tall are you? What's your I'm height? 5'8", but I think we, we just have different. Okay. I'm 5'8". Yeah, and I think I'm like, I guess I'm 5'9"-ish. Like I mean, I might be a little like taller, but I just say five nine. Oh, look at that! Christian's Christian's huge. He's the tall guy in the group. I'm not tall, just tallish compared to you. Two. So you're allowed to have an extra ten pounds, then. I'd rather I have what he has. I was right there with you, Christian. I was one ninety six in October. One ninety six. You should weigh like, one sixty. That's exactly what I should weigh. One sixty. I was up to one ninety. I've been as low as one forty eight and as high as one ninety six, and now I'm at like one seventy, one seventy five, one seventy six. I'm the lowest I've ever been. To... Well, that's and awesome. Should be like so, we're, so, we're, so, sorry, wait, Brandy, Brandon, where are you? Right I've lost 20 pounds. I'm down awesome. to like 176. Yeah. Awesome. So, I, I, I was my lowest ever when I actually did this deal. I've never really done this in my life other than these two times. And it was again back in like 2013. I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, this is weird. I've never gotten into the 180 range before i've always hovered in the 70, 170s and never really cared so that i when that happened i went and i was 168 and that's the lowest i've ever been uh so my goal is just to get back into that between to 175 max that's where the I viewers go. of the youtube channel thank it's you nice. for for <laughs> for this less of me to love but again i'd rather you know i'll take a couple of inches off here to gain a couple of inches down there yeah, you know, right now, five, seven and a half sounds okay. great if I'm good. 
<laughs> cocked out of my ankles. <laughs> you junior level. Look at him. See, nice. I honestly would be happy if I got out of bed and tripped over my cock every morning. Like that was the start of my every day or something like that. Like <laughs> I want my daily routine to be doing Rocky, the Rocky training montage, but like jumping rope with my dick. <laughs> 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 that's how i want to start every morning i want to i want to wake up with morning wood stand up and pass out because all the blood's in my cock and it's so much blood like that would be awesome like yeah. i want to be in the hospital to explain that while i'm getting that bandage <laughs> that ridiculous bandage wrapped around my head be like what happened be like man all the blood was down there and they're like let me take a look I want to slide out of bed and have my dick hit the floor first before my feet and i just pogo <laughs> stick to the washroom let me ask you guys this if you had a 10 inch cock let's say you had just had a huge cock and you know would you just have gotten into porn because really if you have a cock that big all you would have to do is go is find a studio walk in and say come here unzip and say check this out and this is soft you know what i mean would you just have gotten in so you can just bang you know hundreds of girls I know for a fact I would have. And the junior's no slouch, but when I tried to get in, <laughs> I was told that I had to do some other Don't tell yourself short, junior. You're a tremendous slouch. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. awesome. The balls are slouches now. Not junior himself. You know? <laughs> uh, but do I, you uh, think you guys would have done that or no? I would like no. to think so, but it's about more than that. It's the performance. Yeah. I don't. I still don't know if I'd ha- have the... Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, new gangbang videos. You only got to do a little bit here, a little bit there, and, and shoot a load at the end. And just put it on loop. There's always an answer. There's always an answer. Believe me, I've seen enough the, to know. I thought you said and there's I always an asshole. It, so <laughs> that's that's the slogan there's for anal porn. There's always yeah. an asshole. Right. It's also the slogan for Somehow the show. Uh, <laughs> the I uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Think I would. I don't think I would. No. I don't know. I have too much respect for Canadian women. No, I, I love not, I, 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 if I say it's not that, then, then that sounds even worse. <laughs> so I'll watch my word in here. But no, I just don't think I, there's more to it. Well, no, just it's like from a, I, I don't know if that would have been what I, 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 the realm I would have gone into. No. Make a you lot can do of it money, for just though. 10 years. You know, guys don't last that long in it. You know what I mean? You can't do it forever. I, I might have so forgotten to put my I pants on a few in. more times. Like at a party. But, oh, what? oh, shit. How'd this happen? <laughs> You know, <laughs> and let nature take its course. <laughs> That's how but I met Vince. I, <laughs> I would have done it my whole 20s, 20 to 30, and then moved to Vegas. Nothing would have changed. Instead of working at the pizzeria, I would have gone out and got into porn for a good 10 years. Because it's like I always say, every time I watch those movies and I see all the stuff, I'm thinking, man, if I could. And it sounds what so blasphemous and so bad. But it's like, I think, man, if I could die and go to heaven, this would be it. That's what I think about. I know it's terrible, and it sounds bad, but it just looks like the greatest damn thing to do, you know? You and, and you know, doing all that stuff with, like, two girls and everything. Oh, man. But anyway, I found it. Check and it out. Yeah. So, I'm, <laughs> so the, this is the front of the store. I'm gonna I want to be the I want to be the cup. Okay? I'm, wa- the cup. I'm walking by, and I see that door. I didn't see it. I didn't store. see it. I didn't want you to see the title. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I saw the door. Okay. There's the proof. I'm walking. I didn't Google this or nothing. I literally am walking, and I see this. And then look at this. It's like we doubt him. Hebrews. Oh, my Lord. God damn it. That is hilarious. And it's a coffee shop. 
How about yeah. that? There's no way. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I I couldn't believe it. I'm like, and I <laughs> I'm listening to the show. I took a picture when I saw it. It was like three what? weeks ago. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. I was going to post it on a page, and I forgot. And then yesterday, I always do this the day before to catch up. I'm listening to our last show, and we brought up the Hebrews thing. And I was like, holy shit, those pictures. Yeah. Can you believe well, that? Let's get them out of business. We'll just play the pronoun game and say that. Not acceptable. Can- can- cancel culture at its finest. Sorry. They brews. They brews are. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Hebrew coffee shop called Hebrews. They brews or yeah. you brews. And we just walk up to the front door. <laughs> Amazing. And, and, and material I got to talk get nothing. It's all right. I know. Days of our lives. Jamie was correct. It, it was not Days of Our Lives. It was actually um, The Young and the Restless. Thank and God, because when you I'm played sure. that, I wanted to go like, I was like, am I not hearing the right fucking tune here? Because this sounds nothing like the music. <laughs> My mistake. From the okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to play it again. Hold on. Play it again, Sam. Listen now. Okay, you get the idea. I won't do the whole thing. And now, <laughs> I th- for some reason, I thought Days of Our Lives, but again, back in those days, everything was, you of know, life. <laughs> those were the two popular shows. It was Days of Our Lives and The Young and the Restless. So so now, <laughs> Young and what the Restless. What about Emergency? Sorry. Here's the original theme. Oh, of course, it ad, so sorry, folks. Uh, steak Farm is there. There's a modern jingle. <laughs> I only know that one because of football, though. Turn today's dreams. Okay. <laughs> Identical. <laughs> Again, it's faster here. Yeah. I, this is why Brandon's earlier comment of you and Jamie shared a cell together. <laughs> A what t-shirt something? You and Jamie uh, shared a cell together stands. That is maybe one-tenth closer. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm not hearing anything similar. The first note you hear. The first note. Mm-hmm. After that, nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, Thank you, Brandon. Because <laughs> I feel like I've been... I was like, wow. No. I go, that, even in Jamie's comment, I'm like, that's somewhat closer <laughs> or, or something. That's <laughs> definitely closer than that. But it's still it's still miles, miles away from anything. Close! Kilometers away in Canada. Either way. It took me right to it when I heard it. I was like, wait a minute. As soon as I heard that note, I thought of the soap opera. You know what I mean? So there's something to that. Wow. Maybe, again, that's like I said before, I could play Name That Tune with the best of them. I think that's what, if I hear one note, you know, but there's this thing at work the other day, no one knows what I'm talking about, but this guy has this computer at work, and when he gets a new job, it's it's the noise it makes on his computer, and it comes up, and it goes like this, it goes, right? And every time I hear that, I think of the fucking thing for the movies. Yeah. You know Hey, you know but what? We got to finish your tale. or two. You never finished what? your your. You said that some new people started at work, and you gave them the survey question of cut off your ear or drink semen. I don't actually think we actually finished that discussion because we went off on a tangent. Well, a forty-eight were, minute they, tangent. They were like, 
They were like, we, they were like, well, I, I, I got to think about it. They were both said, and these guys are like two guys like that are 20 years old. I'm like, what's to think about? I said, and I, I, I talked about it, and they just, you know, they, they just get a kick out of me. It's they like, I feel to like think about doing... it. They just want to get away from you and get the HR. Fucking crazy guy. Their managers I didn't even. Hold you got, a, you got an option here, boys. <laughs> Drink my cum, or cut, or cut your fucking ear off. A or B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for future planning. You want to get a promotion before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't you feel? Wait. Don't you dare step over me. Good <laughs> <Let's> job. <laughs> I didn't even bring it up. Another coworker, but my friend Jamie, she brought it up. Not, not, not Jamie Salmon. You this girl I work with named Jamie. She, she brought it up. She goes, Dave, yeah, remember this and that. You guys got to hear about this thing. You did the because we started some other subject of, of the podcast came up. Actually, uh, they even listened to Exploding Heads. These two guys, because when I'm at work lately, these guys, I feel like a fucking a stand-up comedian. I'm. It's like I get up there and I tell stories, and they're just ha ha he he all this fucking guy. So apparently, I make these guys laugh. So anyway, I'm telling. What am I stories. a clown? You got to do that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I even said that too. Right. <laughs> so, she brought it up. She goes, "Oh yeah." He goes, "Remember that thing that you got to tell them the come to daddy story or that movie?" I, I said, "Okay." So I told them the come to daddy story, and then I said, "So I'm going to ask you guys here, well, as long as we're on the subject." They're like, "Hmm, I don't know." And I'm like, "I go, what's to think about? <laughs> I don't get it. You got to you you no one no woman. Uh, pardon me, not no woman." It's going to be harder for you to get laid missing an ear. That's all I'm trying to say. If you drink a, a, a cup of cum, no one ever has to know. Cum no one. Cum. It's not going to affect your life at all. They sell that at Hebrews. Hebrews, what you say? They sell that at Hebrews. Can I get a cup of cum? <laughs> That's their slogan. <laughs> Hebrews, you'll never have to know. Yeah. No one will ever I, have to know. I've just brewed up a fresh batch. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, I'll butter your fucking yeah. popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> the old dice man. Where's the dice man been? Anybody know? Is he running a gym? Maybe? <laughs> He's, he has he posts videos to Facebook all the time. Just he's on a set of something or other right now. But uh, yeah, he's been doing some stand-up comedy gigs to like you know very socially separated crowds. Like, oh, forget about it. What can he say these yeah. days? Holy shit, his act was fucking. Yeah, that's say you think things are offensive now. Go back to the fucking early nineties. <laughs> you want to be offended? Here. That's what I'm saying, though. The guise is if it's under the under the guise of comedy, or under a yeah. social commentary, you uh, you you've got like uh, carte blanche. No, you don't. But you, 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 you use it as a crutch. I, I believe you should. I believe you should. I believe you anything. And George Carlin said that years ago. You can joke about anything because I believe you should, and and you could. He goes. People think he said people don't think that rape is funny. He goes. He goes. I'll tell you how rape is funny. He said. Picture Porky Pig raping Elmer Fudd. He said, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know what I mean? Everything is funny. I don't give a fuck. Again, that's just me. I think that people just whatever. If it's a joke, let it be a joke. You know. But forget about going down that train. Although they had a really good conversation on, on the latest Twenty Two Shots, and I wish I would have been there about cancel culture, and it, it would have been. I was like, man, I always say, I, you know, I do that all the time listening to podcasts. Man, I wish I were there. I got so much to say, and I won't say it unless I'm speaking it on a podcast. I would never say anything. I'm not going to type, and I'm not going to waste my time because I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. But if you're actually having a discussion with somebody. Change my mind. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Fight me. 
<laughs> Fight me and change my mind. I love it. <laughs> How about Godzilla versus Kong? Uh, hopefully I can get to it today. I just don't want to get spoiled. All I care about is I don't want to know, you know, if there is a winner who won. I've been avoiding it so far. But i, I got to watch it defensively. Kong rips off Godzilla's head, and at the end, Godzilla winks. <laughs> at the camera. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> and it slam cut the credits. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, I would even be happy with that. What a callback there. He's walking fucking... through the water, holding Godzilla's head. <laughs> Here comes Parker. <laughs> King Kong's eating a sandwich in one hand. <laughs> He's got Par- yes. Godzilla's head in the other. Here comes <laughs> old Parker. <laughs> <laughs> This has to be in the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's I hope Kong ends. does rip- Spoiler. And, and, and down his neck. <laughs> I'm, so sick of Godzilla. I'm so sick of Godzilla, I might even throw this fucking magazine out. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, you barbecue it. You put it on the barbecue and you burn it. And then we got Exploding Fangoria as another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. I would never hurt my Fangorias. <laughs> just that Godzilla one, just because of the current climate. <laughs> the current climate of Godzilla everywhere I look. <laughs> oh shit! So you guys haven't seen it yet? It's on HBO no. Max, so you don't have to go to the movies to see it. Not that I, I. My daughter has no interest in it, so I'm not gonna go. If it's something what we could all watch, maybe we would go to the movies. That's just that's just it now. The movie theaters here are open. Only on weekends, but there legit has not been a movie out that I want to go to the movies to see. There just hasn't. I'm not going to force myself to go just because the movie theaters are open. I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. Do what you want, but that's just not for me, you know? They still haven't opened like, in our neck know. of the woods. There's been some theaters that are open. Like, there's one, I think, in Hamilton, north, north, uh, more south Hamilton, or I believe on the mountain, that might be open. I think Heather posted about it, but not, not the ones close to us yet. Uh, and, and again, like this would have been maybe the first possible one I would have checked out, uh, but what was on HBO max, you don't have to pay a premium. If you have HBO max, you get it. Yeah. yeah. So then what was supposed to happen is all that stuff was supposed to come to the Canadian version, which is crave. And so like, for instance, the four hour cut of justice league came out crave, no problem, but you still have to pay a premium. You had to pay like your 30 buck premium to see Godzilla versus Kong. I'm like, well, that's crazy. What? Yeah, the you, you weren't, you weren't wow. craving it that much, were you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's why they call it crave, right? They're exploiting your cravings. <laughs> You're craving this, huh? Well, thirty bucks, motherfucker. <laughs> Here comes old Parker. <laughs> I gotta wait. I gotta wait to hear more reviews of Kong versus Godzilla. I will watch it at some point, I but I feel, I feel, yeah. But that's the thing. Like everyone, like the minute everyone's done watching, it, like masterpiece, ten out. It's not a fucking mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. I could tell watching the trailer it's not a fucking 10 out of 10. But everybody's like, I have one buddy who watched it. He's like, it was good. It was good. The fight scenes were good. The rest of it was pretty fucking boring, like every other Godzilla movie. I'm like, okay. I haven't watched good. the last one still. I own the, the one that was d- directed by, uh, what's his name? Dory. Dory? Yeah. I own it. Damn Blu-ray. It's right here. I still haven't. Oh, that one, I, that one I haven't seen either. I was thinking of uh, talking about 2014. Yeah, uh, 2014, I actually saw twice in the theater. And you're right, it, like the, the Godzilla stuff was great, but uh, yeah, like, the second half is is uh, anytime there's people in it, you're just kind of like, eh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> King That's of Monsters was a little, 
King of Monsters was a little messy. I want to rewatch it because I love Trick or Treat and Krampus so much that I, I've said I must have missed something the first. Maybe I was just in the wrong state of mind. I got to give it another try because it is a Godzilla movie. Check your brain at the door and sit and enjoy. And that's the thing. Like from an entertainment standpoint, probably 10 out of 10. But like, <laughs> really, you're right. Like, come on. It's. Either it's one of those movies you're gonna love or you're gonna hate, or your buddy. I, I love that expression. Like, check your okay. brain at the door. I picture like, <laughs> like I want to see that in a skit. I want to see somebody. <laughs> that should be it. That should be a skit. Like yeah. check your brain. Everyone looking. Uh, like, Organ donor. <laughs> I'm just Organ. checking my brain at the door. <laughs> <laughs> see another and one. He walks into a movie. I'll tell you. <laughs> when we do this movie, we're just gonna have to sit back and listen to all these podcasts and freaking, and then write shit down. Because I remember I, writing it down I'm when I'm doing you. this, and when I if I do listen back, I'm at work, so I, I can't be writing it down. But we're gonna, we have all these ideas. Amazon Women on the Moon, Kentucky Fried Movie, the horror version of that. Right. That's what we should do. Yeah, a horror comedy version of that. Because really, you could throw every stupid idea that we've had or good idea that we've had from movie one to ten. It it, it just is a a stew of of, of yes. ideas and movies. The, the and Alabama baked movie instead of Kentucky Fried. <laughs> the New York baked movie. How about that? Since we, we got legal weed in New York. <laughs> Sorry, you broke up and then I got it. The, the Ala- no. <laughs> you mind pulling back? You look you look 196 when you get really close to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> you hurt my soul. Oh, yeah. good God, poor guy. Yeah, so the other might day... not have any soul, but I've got a soul, Brandon. <laughs> Guys, Godzilla's here. Oh, wait, no, it's Christian. <laughs> we got oh, an interview man. with Godzilla. <laughs> You're oh, killing me. Shit. He's killing me. So April Fool's Day was yesterday. Anybody do any jokes? I got no. a joke played on me because I totally forgot that it was April Fool's Day. Uh-oh, what happened? I go across the street to my buddy's house, and he's got three daughters. So I go in, and the youngest daughter, she's she's four. She comes out to me. She's like, Brandon, you got to try one of these new uh, Oreo Thin thin Mint cookies. She hands me a thin Oreo. They they make them. They're thin, and it looks like it has mint in on the inside. It looks melted, though. I'm like, this looks gross, but I'll eat it because she's adorable. So I eat it. They had opened it up and put toothpaste in there. It was oh. the most disgusting fucking thing ever. It was so nasty. Oh, that's just like, making me almost want to vomit right now. Dude, I got so I was so yeah. nauseous. But and it did cash into the cookie part. I woke up in Debo's pigeon coop. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't that's make me funny. nauseous at all. That's just fucking funny. You know what makes me nauseous? The idea of uh, is scrambled eggs that are wet. Oh, I love it. Makes me gag to think about. Like my wife and daughter eat these scrambled eggs, and sometimes you know before they put the stuff in the dishwasher, you know they wipe it off in the garbage. They put them. They they they, you know you know how you do things. Sometimes you you clean things off before you put them into the dishwasher and you put them in your sink. Well, sometimes there's some residue in the fucking uh, in the drain there, and it it, it's it's like an old piece of scrambled egg. Even it's the one thing old food makes me want to puke. But when I think about scrambled eggs, like seriously, right now, I'm fucking almost gagging. Dude, Just I thought like, you meant like legit scrambled eggs when they're cooked perfectly and they're still a little wet to them. No, no, I mean water on them. Before being... I do that all the time because I cook eggs and I know what you're talking about. It's a little bit. I like to uh, put two fingers in there and just kind of. Oh, yeah. 
Dude, stop. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's the one thing I think that can make me vomit thinking about it. Wet That's scrambled fucking... eggs. Yes. Yeah. The thought of it, like picking it up and putting it in your mouth even. Well, from the looks oh. of Christian, it looks like he's been have eating you... a lot of wet scrambled eggs. Have you uh, – have... <laughs> this fucking guy. Have you ever <laughs> uh, just had a raw egg? Have you ever tried? I tried to do it no. once. It went like, oh, like Hulk Hogan? <laughs> came right back out. Nah, you Turned can't. Into the you, old you Rocky Balboa. It, no, it, it, it's horrible. Right. Uh, there's no way. Well, I, I played a good April Fool's joke on my mother yesterday. I um, I put up a post on Facebook that only she, my brother, my wife, and my wife's cousin can see. And I put up a picture. I said, my mother at her house, she's only this five minutes from me now, right? But we've had an in-ground pool there all our life. Okay, and we go there swimming all the time and everything else. And my mother wants to have my daughter there every chance, you know, she can. So, so yesterday I put up a picture announcing that uh, we, at our house, that we didn't think we could do it, but we found a way with only a small down payment and, and monthly fees with low interest for the next couple of years. We were actually able to put a pool in our house, and I kept it above ground. <laughs> Because I, my mother knows there's no way I can a, afford a fucking in-ground pool. So I put it back to, I put the pictures on the thing like a before and after the construction yeah. just to get a reaction out of her. <laughs> and it worked, but not, not, as, not as good as I hoped it would. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my April Fool's. That's, for the, that's cruel. You know. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, I'm not going to get to see yeah. my granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> no need to go she, to she my. Said, she just said, don't you like your mom's pool? She said. <laughs> like, oh. Uh, and I, and I her. Not anymore. That's hilarious. Did you, she didn't think it was funny? Eventually, yeah, she did. She she actually said Eventually. she thought that maybe it was a possibility that, that it was a joke anyway. So it didn't get over. Because I got them all real good when I got married. When my, when my wife and I got married, you know, nine years ago, we we went by ourselves Friday, January 13th. It was just the two of us. We went to the... We got registered, and we, it was just the two of us and the justice of the peace. We kept it quiet. We just did it for ourselves. And we did it, and we didn't tell anybody. And then, so that was January. So February, March, April, three months later on April Fool's Day, I made the announcement that my wife and I got married. Right? And and I knew this would happen. Everybody thought that it was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> when, in fact, it was true. And the joke was that I waited until that day to tell everybody. <laughs> so that's when I told my whole family I got married. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a joke to you <laughs> everything's a joke but i was listening to the radio yesterday i was on the way into work and i wish i would have had the time to do this because i was listening to the morning show from the local guys here and they go hey anybody it's april fool's day if, if you've ever been a victim of a, of a prank um text us or call us and tell us what it is and it was I was it was like literally two minutes before I pulled into work. I wanted so badly to pull over and call them and tell them that fucking to pick out the thing that happened to the guy in, in Slaughter High and, and the guy that happened in April Fool's Day and to see that it happened to me or Terror Train and see if anybody caught on. Could you imagine calling up? Well, one time, you know what I mean, and tell the stories of what happened. To me. <laughs> that would have been, uh... Uh, I'm not a big April Fool's person. I've, I'm not going to say I've never done a joke before. I have, but I'm, it's just, everybody's like, it just assumes I'd be so much into it, but I'm not. It's like it takes I love so much it. Effort. I don't love what they do. No, what doesn't have to take that much effort? Look what I did. Piece of cake. You know what I mean? I don't like it effort. like when companies do it online now, like social media. They'll put things up. 
You know what I mean? Which you know are both like they go, oh, Star Wars. Um, George Lucas is coming back to to helm the next Star Wars movie or s- shit like that. Yeah. That gets passed around. Oh, April Fools! Carrie you know Fisher to reprise her role as skeleton. Oh, <laughs> too soon. Oh, <laughs> carry no, on. No, you joke about everything. You're right. Who am I kidding? Why should I get fucking? <laughs> Christian's still it. not over. Like, I just so, said it ten minutes ago. Because I know they piss about... everybody off. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> you can't. My... Carrie yeah. Fisher would laugh at that. Yeah, she would. There you go. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Joke about anything. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Then I raped her. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funnier. <laughs> Somehow rape is funnier than death. What can I say? <laughs> wow. All right. That might have gone too far. Yeah, that Should is we... far, but funny. Are we... What are we planning on doing here? Do you want... Are we doing a drawing? you want to do a movie first, then a drawing? What's happening? Let's do a movie, and then we'll, we'll putz around in between. Putz around. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do a roll here. Man bites fucking dog. Yes. Man bites dog. Man buys dog. Man bites dog. Man, man buys dog. <laughs> buys dog. Or in Dave's case, man it. steals dog. Man steals yeah. cat. Man bites, yeah. man bites cat. <laughs> He should have bit a dog in this movie. <laughs> he should have. He just should have been walking by and like bit like a dog's ear or something, and then it, you know, makes a noise and runs off. That would have been honestly. Fun. This movie could have used some animal killing in it. Aww, not real animal. <laughs> that, was so, that was so overly dramatic. Aww. All right, Man bites dog. This is from 1992. Uh, a film crew follows a ruthless thief and heartless killer as he goes about his daily routine. But complications set in... Jesus, I can't talk. But complications set in when the film crew lose their objectivity and begin lending a hand. This movie's on my list. The the found footage challenge list. I had only seen it once, and that was enough for me, and I put it right on the list. And I haven't seen it since, and I've figured out why. Something about black and white movies that are very serious, I don't like to go back to them very often. I don't know why. I just feel dread. Like that other movie that came out last year, The Golden Glove, right? I enjoyed it, but I, Not for Golden whatever Glove. reason... Uh, you're the, the Demon, La, uh, Demon Laplace? That too. Yeah, but the gold, wasn't The Golden Glove black and white too? No. Golden Glove wasn't black and white. No. You, you're thinking of The Black Gloves. From a few years ago. The Black Gloves. I'm mistaken. In my mind, that movie, The Golden Glove, when that, when that guy was killing people, the serial killer, that was black and white, but it's not. It no. wasn't black and white. It was just bad. Oh. Okay. Aww. Aww. Okay. Um, <laughs> although Human Centipede 2 is the exception because I find comedy in it a lot, actually, especially the first half. So, oh, those, But something about real defense. serious tone murder. First black half of the centipede or first half of the movie? <laughs> 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 the first sequence. Holy shit! For the it is always the funniest because it speaks. I'll give you that. <laughs> did, did the centipede speak? It must have spoken part two, right? I just don't recall it. I don't know, but I picture you in the movie in black and white, laughing, going, "It speaks," and that makes it even more terrifying. <laughs> it is funny though. I wish we could talk about that movie. I think it's a funny fuck. The first, they're all funny. That's what's so weird. I always talk about, you know. I don't like horror comedies and this and that and goofy comedy, but I'm the one guy 
that fucking laughed his ass off in Human Centipede 3. It's probably as goofy as it gets. I guess it's just I, about the I tone. just do I not like any of those films at all. Wow. How many times have you watched the other ones? Like one and two. I'm not oh going to try God, to Oh my God, one you. time each. Like that was a not, like no interest oh. to go back to re- re- revisit. That was his first sequence. You should go back now. You should go back now with comedy in mind, and I think you might get a lot out of it. Give it a second sequence. (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm telling you, watch one and watch two. I I think you might. I think you might. We should be off. I think I actually turned it off. I think. Watch it backwards, and the maybe like an hour in. Like I could have finished. And then no. And then by the time you get to one, it's a very small centipede, and it's not even horror. (laughs) We should have a segment. Where we, if someone, one of us really likes a movie, we should have another host give it like a second chance that's only seen it once and then come back and report on it. I think we uh, talked about that before. Oh, that's a fun idea. Yeah. All right, Christian. Human Centipede 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> no, nope. just, just one. Just for comedy. Well, what, what I've, I've, maybe I've watched one twice. No, I think it's just once. Okay. It's funny, dude. Think about everything the Japanese guy says is, is really funny. <laughs> Yelling though, I'm sorry. Let's talk about man bites dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this was for me. This was the second time watch as well. I watched it way yep. back when it hit video, and I I really enjoyed it because at that time I think it was it was. I'm not saying it's not as hard hitting now, but it was unique at the time. I had for whatever reason, how did I not know this was like a student film? This is like a student production. I think yeah. After, that won yeah. all these major awards. Yeah, I, I how did I not remember that from even the from seeing it the first time? Because that's maybe maybe I did and just forgot because there I remember this being tooted way back when, and I saw it and I quite enjoyed it tooted, and I quite enjoyed Sorry. it back then. Excuse, oh, excuse me, I tooted for whatever reason, like like. Like Dave, I never felt the need to go back to revisit it. So I was really interested in seeing it again this time. And for the most part, I, I enjoyed it again. I mean, it's it's good. I, 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 I've watched, I watched a review after that said that there was progression in the movie. And there is. I still think the movie goes on a little too long. I feel like I agree. It, it's a great idea. But I, I feel like it, it goes on too long. And I understand what they're trying to do. But like one of their crew members, they lose their first crew member, I think, 30 minutes in. And they're already kind of helping at that point. So I feel like it just sort of starts yeah. stalling at the hour mark a bit. I'll agree yeah. with that because this is also my second time view and it's been a long time since wow. I've seen it. I'm not sure if I had it on my top 20, but this time around, I didn't find it as disturbing. It didn't like hold up in terms of the shock value. I, I remember I remembered wow. scenes being a lot more disturbing the yes. first time. Especially when he kills the kid. It wasn't as disturbing this time. And that was right out of that. Let's be honest. That was that was aped or or taken right from Henry. The Ape, one found footage, that. the one found footage scene in Henry, <laughs> Portrait of a Serial Killer, that ends up probably being the most disturbing sequence in the movie, That's where it's like true. all You're shown right. in home video, and it's really a copy of that scene. Yeah, and I agree with you. I feel like it does oh. overstay its welcome. I feel like it's. Look, we we paired these up nicely. Two mockumentaries, satires, you know, going for witty comedy. This one's much wittier and much smarter and has a lot more to say. Well, I disagree completely. But after a while, I felt like Benoit's speeches and stuff. I'm like, oh, like here. I I guess that's the point, though. Yeah. Like because he (laughs) sees himself as this sort of like all-knowing, just sort of like poet, and you know, but it's but. 
fifth time he's reciting poetry in a bar, even the guys are looking at him like, I, I mean, and that's the point of the movie, but I'm like, oh, come on, just get on with it already. Yeah, yeah I know. The thing like, is, there, I didn't like what he was line. saying. Yeah, you know, well. At first I did. At first I did. In the beginning when he was having that conver- when he was having that speech about how they move these peoples into these high-rise apartments and they masqueraded it by putting up these Japanese cherry trees and the- yeah. it was a good commentary on, you know, on society and, and people, you know, taking advantage of people for their money and everything else. I liked what he was saying there. But then after that, everything else that he was saying was to me more of the ramblings of a crazy person. Yeah, well, I, but yeah. Th- that's you know, what Brandon was, I think, alluding to, and I think that's exactly what they wanted. Is that first you think he's charismatic, and you know, yeah. you're, you're meeting his parents, and it's fresh and whatever. But as right. it progresses, it's the ramblings of the psychopath, and 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 nothing he's saying is actually really all that funny. He's he's not charismatic, and and we've just gone down this rabbit hole, and they're stuck there, and now pretty much accessories to everything uh and and i think that is the point but there's a fine line by making your point and also just and having the audience feel that same tension and then boring the, boring them as well yeah and i, I think it unfortunately on this view <laughs> goes into that realm there's some good comedy though there's some good bits of it like the waiter who tries to recommend the wine oh. and he's like no oh yeah take, take care of your face yeah no, right because, <laughs> may i suggest you may suggest nothing yeah, I love that. I love that. You mean just right. nothing? The, ra- the ratios with weighing the bodies down. It's actually funny in the beginning because he's, when he talks about, he says something, and these are his words. He's like, well, this is this. Or, then, then you have midgets. And he starts talking about that and everything else. And I'm thinking, so are you trying to say that you've killed that many little people? <laughs> that you have a whole fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have a, a whole, he's, you know. Start, starts out thing? each month with a postman. Yeah. Like he's wetting his whistle. He's st- I got to start out each month with a postman. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't, I wish he wouldn't have killed as many people as they made it out to be because that, that takes away from the believability factor. You oh, it's like a full fledged yeah. years this much. You know what I mean? If it's like a spree and it happens and this goes on for, you know, 30 days and then at the end he dies or he gets killed or he kills some, you know, it, it, it makes sense. But to say that this guy has been doing this, for some time and dumping bodies in the same place and just getting away with it. I, this movie, it's too, it's too ground in reality. But I mean, he's spewing so to... much garbage that he might be lying to them at the same time. But we, he's always them, try... but we see it, them dumping the bodies all the time. And killing yeah, them. no, but that, I mean, it's probably what, like two dozen total bodies. Well, we see it later, right? Because <laughs> the, water is, the water yeah, is, you see yeah. the water <laughs> has dissipated. It or, just so or happens. Whatnot. Yeah. Right. It's, so it's, it, I don't I don't know how long it's been going on for, but I mean the ran, the killings are pretty random, and I like the way he saves the bullet when he kills the old lady, just screams at her. But I love his story. <laughs> he talks about that later. That's the one really good discussion in the second half that he has when he talks about not being like not being like the headline, not being a headliner. And doing doing the secondary thing that that whole discussion, small, yeah, a small fry, a small the fry. fry I, the that was fish. great. Yeah, that was a great discussion, yeah. and I, I that kind of pulled me back in because I was getting that frustrated. Okay, I need to. I've, and the other comedic part, which is really funny without being waka waka funny, but is amusing, is when they fucking are in that one warehouse and they run into the other documentary crew that are following the hitman on that one, and yeah. and, and it's like. <laughs> It reminded. It's something that like was like out of like 
almost like Shaun of the Dead or something. Like that was more overt right. comedy. Like this that, camera crew. That felt very that Leslie crew? Vernon to me. Yeah. Like did. more meta. Yeah. I liked meta. it when it happened. <laughs> I just don't understand why it led to what it led to. How about when he's in the hospital after gets knocked what, out in the boxing everybody? ring? And he's, ta- he's talking, he's like, it was a great match. He says that at one point. He just took one punch and had like a fucking fractured neck. And then he's yelling at the, the old guy who shits his face. He's like, did you make caca? Like all the stuff, all the stuff from back in the day where it was like the old woman, he just scares her. She has a heart attack. The killing of the family. It did resonate way more back in like 93 yeah. or whenever it hit video. Uh, and I would have oh, seen yeah. it. I don't know what, what time for 93, 94, whatever it would have been. Um, but like I agree, something was lost. It was now the frantic editing style seemed to have taken away from it. Plus, we've seen so much more, way more graphic. Like even the birthday party sequence where he has his gun and he's whipping around, whipping around, and then shoots his buddy in the head. Like we knew it was coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I back know, in the day, I remember it being fool, a little bit more shocking. Yeah, he was. What was shocking for me the first time, which wasn't as shocking the second time, was the rape thing. Because yeah. I remember being disgusted. Anytime someone yeah. joins in on something like that for no reason, like seeing a guy that we know is a son of a bitch do rape isn't offensive to me. But when all of a sudden the people around him, like the you know the, the crew here, they take part in it, it just makes me – it, it, the first time I saw it, it just gave me that feeling like, oh, this is fucking yeah. terrible. These are this terrible time people. I was disgusted that I couldn't get rid of my erection. Yeah, you, you knew that was coming, but it's it's true. It's just a downward spiral. So you have no one to root for. You don't care about the crew of, uh, getting killed or anything now because they've all they've they've been accessories. They partake, and it's it just so very quickly. There's sort of like that was more than a flies ask. It's like we're straight into this island. <laughs> they go crazy. <laughs> Minute ten. But I'm when kidding. the when the first sound guy is killed, it's funny because the the head camera guy, the uh, Remy, he like he's kicking the, the the bad guy, and like Benoit is like, no, stop doing that. Don't kick him. That that'll lead to uh, to murder. Basically saying that's like a yeah. gateway crime that'll lead to murder, which was actually yeah. kind of funny. I can like, buy that though. I can so, buy that. Here's the, yeah. that part. It oh, it's revenge. It's he calls it revenge. Kids. Like it's revenge. It's revenge. Yeah. yeah. Like well, a, it made me laugh because when he was kicking, I thought he was kicking his friend at first. Yeah, that's <laughs> I was like, why is he doing this? Fuck you, buddy. Yeah. Who's going to record sound now? I don't know if that was a, they lose. They lose. I don't know any of the characters' names. That's the problem. Like, it was, it was all Remy. Mark, I, know Remy. I think maybe Mark was. I don't even know. But the sound guy was lost. But wasn't the sound guy lost like twice? I thought there was yeah, only they, three of they them. They have three different sound guys. They have three yeah. different sound guys who all wind up getting killed, but <laughs> Remy was the main guy. Yeah. You, you know, that here's the thing. I'm going to give it props. I want to give it a lot of props, though, because when it came out, it's the same, I've said this several times on reviews, this was groundbreaking at the time. When it came out, there was I, I can't take away, just because we've seen more since and, and, and everything else shouldn't take away from when this movie came out at the time. There, there was not a movie like this coming up to this. I mean, there was America's Deadliest, which you know, was filmed home video style, which we didn't talk about, but we're aware of it. But I mean, this came out. I have to give her props for that. I can't, you know what I mean? It's like, well, this happens all the time. They tried to put another level to it too, where it's like, maybe I don't know American Sentinels because I've never seen it, but a lot of the other yeah. ones really didn't necessarily 
put a commentary to it, or maybe we're trying to hide behind like a, a fake commentary and make it seem like they were more important than they were. Where really it was just like grab a video camera and let's go show like show death and, and, and whatever because it's cheap to do. This one they used that to their advantage, and I think actually gave it a little bit more um, substance. Uh, again, I'm not saying it, it's a hundred percent successful. But it was it's still quite enjoyable and I agree, I'll give it credit where credit's due, because it was one of the originals, for sure. Damn straight. And it builds and it's pretty shocking at the end. I like I like the way it plays out in the end. When he finds uh his girlfriend Valerie with the uh with the flute in her ass. Yeah. Yeah. And he's wiping it he's wa- he's washing it off, and the guy's like, Water's not good for, for musical instruments. He's like, Neither is shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he goes shit and he for finds steals. And then when he, yeah, shit for skills. And then when he finds his mother, and he comes outside, he's like, "What do you want me to say? She wasn't a musician. She got hers with a broom." Right. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah I don't dark. get that though. This is the problem with the movie for me. That was retaliation for the yeah. fucking gangster. But how would anybody know it was him that did it? None of that makes sense. Mob. The mob. They always know. Well, they're always out there. They, they fight them at the it? end. They're following them at the end, and they kill them. So they obviously yeah, are on their trail. I know, but it okay. doesn't make any sense. Think about this. They all happen to be in that same abandoned building. Okay, no one knows the other one is there. They come across them, as we spoke of, and then the, our crew and our people execute the other. They go back and everything's still there. They took their camera. They have their shit. Uh, the, the hitman is dead, and, and the film crew from the other people are dead. So how is it possible that anybody in their wildest dreams would think that this guy was responsible for the killer. No, wasn't wasn't the hitman the one that ran out of the cab that they hunt down? Yeah, the hitman, the one that runs out of the cab. So you just assume they 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 do. Well, the somebody survives. I'm wrong. Okay, somebody survived. You're telling me? If so, no, then... no nobody survives. He gets well, killed. No but sense. but it's it's the guy in the cab. They kill the cab driver, and then the 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 other guy gets away, and they chase him into the hideout or whatever, and they kill him. Yeah, that's when his friend gets killed, right? But, yeah, but you're okay, assuming that they I'm know saying. who How this person the is. How would have any knowledge to do that? Hey, it's not just the hitman knows. You? The hitman knows because someone knows who he is to send the hitman after him. The hitman so, just happened to be there doing his documentary, just like our guy happened to be there doing his documentary. They're, they they cross they cross paths. One group executed the other group. There's no way that anybody else would know that this event even took place. That's what I'm saying. I'm so getting none confused of that makes now. Sense. Why would there be retaliation? How are you getting confused? Nobody. There's no way that anybody would know what went down. Went down. If the three of us walk into a room, into an empty building, and we happen to come across three other people, we didn't know they were going to be there. They didn't know we were going to be there, and we murdered all of them. How are friends of them going to know that we did it? That's not the guy that runs out of the. That's not the same guy that runs out of the cab, is it? I don't know. That's why I'm getting confused. Yeah. No. And anyway, we're only seeing it from one point of view. We have no clue who's watching, who they didn't kill, if they've been spotted. We don't know that because we're watching what they're documenting on this guy. That's it. The whole point is they killed a connected okay. guy. And if you kill a connected guy, they're going to find out. You're not going to be able to cover I, it up. I guess it's fair. I just, okay. That's how I took it anyway. Oh, they killed the it's wrong guy. Enough. They killed somebody connected with, with organized crime. and. Uh, yeah, but a guy in organized crime that has any fucking ranking at all is not going to let people with a film camera follow him around. You you can't break fucking Omerta right off the... It's the you would be excommunicated from fucking... Omerta! Sorry. 
Lamb of God. Lamb of God. Nice. Can I have that with some some fucking mint sauce? (laughs) (laughs) Any fucking guy who's in the outfit worth his weight in gold is not going. It's the last thing he's going to do. Unless unless he's a rat. And he's doing but I think that a, a that's part of the comedy element. I don't think you could take that 100%. Like, I, I mean, we have this film crew following him around, too. The, you're, you're, there's a bit of suspension of disbelief as well. Uh, you got to assume that's that okay. three guys, like, yeah, they might be film students, but you think all three of them are going to be as, as morally uh, defunct, I think, to to be able to pull this off. No one. That's the one, the one weird thing, which they could have added a layer to, is not one of the crew seems to be upset like they're upset when their crew dies and they might not, but they don't seem to be, they never seem to question anything. It's like, we got to just keep filming. Not one of them. That's why that commentary falls short. And that social commentary falls short about sort of breaking that limit because but these, guys are so, these guys, but, the same but, thing. we've seen that before and we've seen yeah, that since, but they if break too quickly. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with that. They do. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's really, it's almost like uh, they should be upset. They should be disgusted. They try to distance themselves a little the bit from Benoit. They don't want. Should have been that. They don't want to go to dinner with them at first, and then right. they go to dinner with them a second later, and then all of a sudden they're holding the kid down while they're suffocating, and it's a free for all. They're disemboweling the woman and raping her and killing the. Uh, the that should have been the final <laughs> act. Like that, the turning point yeah. should have been the second turning point. Should have been the kid, and then and then that's when they should have kind of. I think again, it's it's fragmented and some I. I you know, some people seem to like that from what I've heard and listened to the way that it's done. But I think the build would have been better had you had that like a little bit of a conflict more within the team in that first hour as they're following them around. And then they become more involved at the second turning point, which then leads into that the shit show of the third act. Yeah. And it would have I, I, I just think, again, just a little restructuring. It's there. They're, they're, the, the elements are there. And and it was obviously very successful, except for it sounded like the the guy who played the serial killer went on to do quite a few French films, been successful. He sure did. Um, another yeah. guy did uh, a few films, but one of the directors, this was all he did, and he ended up committing suicide. I saw yeah, that. Remy, 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 Remy yeah. killed himself. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that's unfortunate because it seems like they 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 were they were definitely onto something because there is quite a good bit of good of good here like i feel like i'm shitting on it no i enjoyed it i just it's funny that i was expecting so much more to be disturbing and and again i found the well the kid thing was the idea of it's disturbing the execution not quite as much but that rape part was still very hard to swallow it was it, it's uh not hard to swallow it's just hard to deal with like it, it's it's would very... you rather cut off your ear if it's hard to swallow <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that part is horrible. I agree, Dave. Like, just the fact joining in and no one has any remorse and everybody does. Yeah, it's just you know what's also comical, and this could explain something, Dave, about how they know about him. He's always talking so loudly about it. He's quizzing them at the bar about what are the ratios for an old man because the bones are what porous. He's he's reviewing tapes when he's attacking the postman. It's like he's watching film footage for a football game to see where he went wrong. He's like, I shouldn't, right. have, I shouldn't have done that. It allowed, it allowed him to get me in the balls. And so it's, right. it's almost comical in that sense that he's being very sloppy, yet uh, yet his his thought process in terms of killing these people because they're low profile is very intelligent. And changing up his methods is, is intelligent. But, but he's kind of stupid in terms of getting drunk and just 
you know, talking about it. And the yeah, one gag he is the uh, we 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 skipped over we talked about it but we skipped over probably the gag the other joke is not just the joke of them running into the other film crew but the fact that they were using video and they're kind of like oh they're, they're just shooting oh, yeah. on video we're shooting on yeah, film and, and, and there, there's, there's definitely he drops the camera yeah. he yeah. drops the camera and smashes it how about the, uh, the black knight watchman oh yeah let's see if the, let's see if the legend is true or something he said <laughs> <laughs> that was funny <laughs> Oh, this is our chance. He's <laughs> lifting his pants this off. This is our chance. <laughs> That's fucking great. That was funny. I did oh, like that. There, yeah. was, there was some of those a few I, comic I did moments. Like that. <laughs> That was funny. I was like, ah, oh, that's a good one. Let, let's he see. Says he says they hire Black Knight Watchmen, so you can't see them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea, honestly. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, that's good shit. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I just don't. A lot of people think it's like a masterpiece, and I don't quite think I, I feel that way. I do enjoy it. I just, you know, he does contradict himself a lot as it goes on, and I, it was I, again that that's part that's fine. So you're obviously seeing as you learn more about him that he's not this cool, charismatic guy that, that like Christian was saying earlier on in the film that he eventually contradicts himself because he says he goes well, well i'm not a psychopath i don't kill innocents meanwhile he's killing innocents and it's just like okay but that doesn't hurt the film it's just saying that th this is how people are they, they they try to rationalize everything they do everybody does it from from the three of us onto the fucking the craziest person in the world people find a way to rationalize things that maybe they shouldn't done have done or do it's just they don't, people they do don't explore him enough outside of the killing either they have that one scene where he's at the uh at the boxing gym and he's like helped out this little girl and her brother and it's implied yeah, that it's a very unsettling scene probably the most unsettling scene in the film next to the kid being killed but and the woman being raped but it's implying that he's like using her for sex to help her in exchange he's like go buy yourself some shoes it, it could have made this a lot darker you're right. I wish they would have explored that a little more yeah. right? cuz that's that's kind of the vibe I got got yeah. was that she didn't she was you know what I mean? She wasn't overjoyed to see him, so there must be a reason. Yeah. He must be doing something to take advantage uh, on top of it. And obviously, what else, what, else, what, what else can she offer him, you know, yep. sadly? That's, yeah, that sucks. But I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else to say. What do we got note-wise? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what, because you guys smell something? is a chicken shit. I <laughs> chicken shit. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> oh man! But this is oh. when this is when I felt like film kind of took a a nice little turn because you've got this movie Reservoir Dogs was around that same time frame, and like it just was. I, I, it was at the end of high school, beginning of university, and there's all these cool type of films that came out of like what was was presented in the eighties. And I, and I think from a film standpoint, uh, some great, great cool movies were coming out. Yeah, I agree. And I, I remember really digging it when it came out. I don't think I ever put it up in the masterpiece zone at the time. I don't know what I was back then, but I'm a 7.5 now. Whoa. Same here. Same exact thing. Yep. Uh, I'm not making this up. That's exactly where I'm coming in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to be the lowest, too. I was like, uh-oh. 
Yeah, I no, really I don't. Like, no, I, I, I really enjoy the... going to be like nines. It's good. I thought good. I thought you guys were. I, dude, I feel the exact. I thought I was going to be the low, and you guys were going to be like nines. Holy shit, that's fucking crazy. I wasn't Maybe sure. Maybe the with reputation you guys either. just. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think the reputation preceded itself on this movie because it's it's not easily seen. It's one of the earlier found footage movies. And it has the, the brutality going on, the shocking stuff at the time. It's black and white. It's foreign. Uh, that that lends to a lot of people sometimes uh, yeah. overrating movies or, or adding to, I don't know, their enjoyment level, I guess I should say. But... Yeah, I just I just get a little lost with the with the social commentary, especially with a film like this. It's like, all right, what are they trying to say? And have they driven that point home enough? And is there deeper hidden messages that I'm missing out on? Or has it been you delivered know, need... within the first ten minutes of the movie? And yeah. like that, and then what ends up happening? Like, there's more. Trust me, there's there's more to it. I don't want to undersell the movie. I, it's a very it's it's good. It's very good. Um, yeah, if a sociology professor the... broke it down yeah. scene by scene, and then I was like, oh, I, wow, well, well, then I might Maybe. be like, oh, but but I, you know, watching it, I'm like, okay, I kind of get what they're going for from my standpoint. The first, you know, 10, 15 minutes, and then it just kind of gets a little repetitive and overstays its welcome a little bit trim the fat a little for sure so we're gonna do some drawings of a a lot of them apparently b has like 12 movies so we're gonna draw uh four four for him one for stuff for a movie that c has and i have some posters and things lying around so one for me so a total of six drawings and i guess um it'll be in order of preference like he's giving away that texas chainsaw poster right behind him Nope. Uh, <laughs> and I still have to get to the post office because I have to send something out to C. I got that uh, thing. I got that Friday Five. I got to send something out to Jim K from like last summer. That I <laughs> that yet. No one sent like, shit I, out to me. Who do I look? Even... Oh, you know who I look like? I just realized it. Uh, is it Cheech or Chong? On one uh, of the Cheech. cover, one of the cover boxes, right, with the hair hanging out the hat. Mm. Yeah, yes. I thought you looked yeah. like the main guy from like the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah, he does kind of. Ooh, That's Kyle what I Garner. thought. Just the, just the character in that the movie. The kid who always looks sick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. It's just because <laughs> the way you had the hat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just the I think hat. that kid was sick in real life, but he always looks sick in the movies. Uh, yeah, because he was in the one we just watched, right? The Was he the one that was in uh, Red State? Something. Right. Yes. 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 I knew it was something recently. Yes. So, so yeah, and Carly, I didn't forget about you. I have some VHS that are coming here. I just never have time to get to the and, damn post office, man. And again, I guess we'll have to post this. <laughs> we'll do the drawing here. You'll hear it on the show, but we'll post it in the the uh, the Patreon page as well, I think. And then yeah. what we've got to find out is if you have it already, then you don't want to eat it or whatever it may be. Because mine's very simple. Uh, mine's well, it's preference. There it is. Number oh, pre- one gets oh. to choose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whoever comes up number one gets the choice of prizes. It goes okay. in order of that. So there's six people going to come up. Makes or maybe way one. More maybe sense. one person okay. up six times. But, so, yeah, <laughs> the first person gets Somebody... choice one. Second yes. person gets the second choice. Perfecto. Perfecto. Yep. And the last person gets TCM3. <laughs> what I an asshole! I, I own it. I own it. I bought it on the four for forty-four sale. 
I have is that the one. Is that the one the wife got you, or is that yours that you bought? Um, it's I no Which, uh, the one you, the wife got me. I opened. This is the one I bought. Uh, so that this is uh, they came like I said. The wife got it for me. I got it like the next day. It was just the weirdest coincidence. And then this took yeah. like a month to get to her. Yeah. So like three weeks later, I got this one. Did I ever so, tell you guys about the, the dream I had about when I was a kid with Leatherface in it? It was it's a real quick thing. It's funny though. I was um. Yes, you did. I was outside of. Uh, okay. No, you, uh, no, you didn't. You did. <laughs> uh, it, it's real quick. I was in the. I'll never forget. I don't usually remember my dreams, but this dream I always remembered. And I was I was I was in Tops. Uh, it's a grocery store out here. I was in, right in front of Tops, and I was coming outside of it. And I was I hopped in a car with I guess friends of mine were in there, and a friend, I was with a friend. And we got into the back seat, and we, we discussed something for a few seconds. And I said, oh, I said, I said, I said, who's driving? And all of a sudden, Leatherface turns around and says, <laughs> Leatherface is. And the dream ended. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's really crazy because he never really talks. <laughs> I know. Even, yeah. I could buy him talking and driving versus Michael not talking and driving. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had with... a dream with Leatherface. I've had a dream with uh, Jason and Chucky. No shit. Yeah. I fought Chucky in my family room and I punted him. But he was strong. But I punted him. And, wow. uh, and Jason was chasing me through every train car. I was running through train cars and he was speeding after me. That was a scary dream. And I always thought Jason on a train would be cool. That, that, that'll be the with... next one. Jason on a train. That, that'd be the title of it, too. And it could be. <laughs> 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 Is that a snake on a train? <laughs> Jason on a train. If New Line has anything to say about it, that's what they'd call it, too. Choo-choo, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> that'll be Buster Rhymes' tagline for the movie. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great if he's yeah. just in a seat in one of the things. He's about to go... <laughs> Who's that? And then Jason just whops his head off. <laughs> Doesn't even that's get a line out. That, that, that could be in our movie again. That's in the, that's in the, Alabama, that's in the Alabama Baked movie. Buster yeah, Rhymes in, exploding heads. Horror Jason stew. Jason on a train. How about that one? Jason Jason. Is that too much? Jason Jason. <laughs> Jason, Jason Jason. Starring Jason Statham. <laughs> and Jason Smith. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, wow. okay. Anyway, so anyway, oh, um, at least we crack ourselves up. In- indeed, that's what it's about. We have two hundred and nine uh, options here, uh, depending on your tier level. Two hundred and nine. Yeah, every draw is one and two hundred nine. If you're on the one level, you get one submission, two gets two, and onward. So the the high, the deeper you go. In your pocketbook, the more, uh, the deeper we go in your picks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, 1 to 209, we're going to have six drawings, and let's see what we got here. Okay, 1 to 209, I'm going to see if I can get the sound to work for once. I always want it to talk, but it never does, even though it has that button. But let's see, generate one. Yeah, doesn't talk, but there you go. That's 68. 68. Who is 68? You are number one. One, two, three, four. Wow. It's Jamie. Jamie Sammons. There you go. <laughs> Jamie. Uh, nice. All right. Yes. Awesome. I'm not okay. putting my return address on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie, you are number 68. one. Oh, it says it now. See? 68. Okay. I think I we figured heard. out how to do it. Okay. Number two. 
49. 49. Okay. So, let's see. 49. Wait, what was that? Was that 49? Yes. Yes. Bingo! <laughs> there's, there's two numbers. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to take the chance of you stealing the joke at some point later on. <laughs> I had to Who am I, Robin Williams? Is Legion. Legion <laughs> Network. <laughs> it's not Legion Network, but it's somebody that goes by the name oh. of Legion. I don't know who it is. Maybe. Well, obviously now we're gonna find out. So oh, Legion, Legion, for we are many. Yes. So Legion. Uh, weigh in. There you go. Okay, number three. Uh, this should be really easy. Okay, number three. Generate. Ooh. 146. 146. Okay. 146 is... Adolfo. Yeah. All right. Adolfo, you're a winner. Number three. 162. Wow. 162. 162. Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm, you are number four. Ben Bummer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Give her the old Ben Bummer. <laughs> number got a case five. Of the, got a case of the bad legs. How about that? 111. Yeah, case of the bad legs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, 111. Wouldn't it be funny if 111 had a case of the bad legs? Well, hopefully not. <laughs> Oh, 111 is Heather. I hope you pick. Uh, I hope you pick from Christian because it'll be so easy. Yeah. You, want, you want to copy Heather? Because <laughs> I ain't shipping to you. Yeah. Oh yeah, be we'll ship anything to her. Okay, that's yeah. good. All right, well, Heather, there you go. You are number five. That leaves one, one more. One hundred six. One hundred six. Let's see. And it's James F. James F, you are number six. Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. That was, yeah, that was nice and quick. All right. So I guess we're going to post uh, in the Patreon page and in the uh, and in the group page. Um, yeah, what, what the know, options are for the packages choose. that you can choose from. <laughs> for sure. For sure. What was I going to say? You know, there's been a lot of people that have signed up lately as patrons. Number one, thank you. And, and number two, uh, I don't know if everybody knows about, about the group page and about the group chat. So if anybody is interested in joining either or, the group page is private and everything else, and it's hidden, so whatever. It's a Facebook thing. If you want to join that, let us know. If you want to join the group chat on Facebook, let us know. So there you have it. I, was and I just want to let you guys know that I have gambled away the movie fund. <laughs> 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 I put it all in black. <laughs> Actually, no. I got I got the total here. I keep track every month. So last oh, night we got a payment, and I have uh It's growing. It's growing. It's getting there. Uh, the way it's growing, though, we'll probably be able to make our movie in about twenty forty eight. <laughs> yeah. Right now, we, right now we could we could buy like a like like what one little uh, flash card for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy doesn't think we're ever going to make it. He was talking shit a couple of shows ago. By the yeah. Way. Jeremy always talks yeah, he shit. Also didn't think, he also didn't think I was going to finish trivia and look at... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take full credit for that. The fucking the cow tongue in my freezer, baby. Rock and roll. I fucking hexed your asses. <laughs> cut, cut, cut your tongues twisted. That's it. That's what they get for boning me three times. <laughs> Bone me so once, shame on you. Bone me twice, 
Shame on That's you. it. That's oh, why I didn't sign up. Correct. That's why I politely declined. I said, no, I've already been. This has already happened to me. And this I am already the win- I won one match. I am the winner of every trivia tournament. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I won two matches. Oh, I won right, the yeah. first one they did on, on. That's why. If it was just one, so be it. I won twice. I, I won once against uh, whoever, Jeremy, or whoever the hell it was on 22 shots. And I was supposed to meet Jeremy in the finals. And that never happened. And then I won the other one against Jerry. You would so destroy, like, oh, you would destroy Jeremy. You don't even have to meet him in the finals. Jeremy, he can't pronounce anything. I still wanted the title, and it's fun to beat Jeremy in anything. It doesn't matter, you know what I mean? It just, it just, it just be fun to do. So, anyway, that's why I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't do it. How many chances? I, I know what's And guess what? If I would have signed up again, I would have been a four-time loser because the winner of this was supposed to go against me. So that was going to be the third one. Okay, I would have been a three-time loser either way. So, um, could you imagine that? I'll, I'll keep playing and... Oh, my God. Plus, I, I said have, that. I have eight Blu-rays and four DVDs. Nice, buddy. But the DVDs are cool. Like, Inside. I have a copy of Inside. Oh, nice. I, that's uh, not even... Is that on Blu-ray yet? I don't think so. I got I got a copy of Intruder. I got a special edition copy of Long Weekend, which we just covered. You're talking the DVD of Inside? Those are DVDs. Yeah, yeah. that's... What do you call it? Dimension Extreme, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I, I used to have that one. Yeah. I bought... I, I had bought four of those, and I gave a couple away already. Nice, buddy. I hope people like the stuff, because, like, I have, like, the old Omen box set on Blu-ray, the old Friday 13th 8-pack, you know. So, hopefully, none... Some of these people don't have, like, the... Didn't upgrade to the Scream Factories, you know, from the Omen or Friday. Because these are... These are perfect sets. I just don't need them, obviously. Right. So we got I didn't bits. get the new uh, the new Omen one, actually. I have the other one they put out. The only, only difference is I think part four is Part four it. is in there, is yeah. Which it I still so, haven't seen. It was so cheap on the, the two-for-one like Amazon sale that they always have when Target has it. And it, it wound yeah. up being – it was like $30 to begin with, and it wound up being like 24 it broke down to with the buy two, get one. So for 24 wow. bucks, I was like, Damn. you know, you got to get it. But this, Do they uh, have new special features or anything on it for Scream or no? You know, I haven't even gone into it yet. Don't worry about it. You know oh, what? Though Scream does that a lot. They they will do or uh, they will they will put port all the old ones and then yeah. add like a handful of new. And sometimes you're like, are oh, the handful of new worth more worth like me double dipping and getting the uh, the second set? Sometimes yes. I wouldn't sometimes have, no. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gotten a set right. for like fifty sixty bucks, but for no. you know. I've got the old one. I'm still... Uh, and, yeah. The not Scream factor. No, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I have. The Omen you're talking of? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do as well. It was the first one that came out, and I wanted it. You know, it was the only way you are going to get part two in three on blue at the time. So, of course, I had to get it. This one? You know? Yes, that thing. Yeah. It's a shitty insides, but I have it. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very flimsy, but I promise I'll... Yes. Hopefully, ship it to whoever wants you it. Put that, without... Yeah, put yeah. that little piece of tissue in. Just like they do when you order anything from Amazon or anything now. You put a little tissue in it. Which, that's why I was saying. If you want, like, I'm not going to open it up. I'll, I'll put one of my cum tissues sealed. in there. This is sealed. <laughs> You're sending but it if to you Heather, want me maybe. to open it up and put a tissue in, then you just let me know that you want a little tissue in there. Yeah, used. A tissue in where? Oh, inside the case? Sorry, no, yeah. that's too dirty. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. They put it in there. Yeah, I'm not going to put a used jizz tissue in, as Brandon was saying. I'm talking about, like, just a little paper towel, a little Kleenex. They put it in so the disc doesn't get all fucked up. I, you know, I like to call it a jizz, a jizz shoe. <laughs> Could you imagine if somebody was that big a star 
that they could sell their freaking jizz rags? I bet people could. Like, so I'd be afraid that the I DNA would get into places that I don't need my DNA to be in. Well, I'd by rather, the time it got, I'd rather I'd rather sell my ear than sell my jizz. Don't don't tell me by the time it got there. There's so many <laughs> cases that are 25 years old that that's dried up shit at that point. <laughs> you so were there. If, if I have dried up semen in a thing and it's just dry, you're telling me people could take in like. Get like flakes off and rub it on like a dead body or a dead body's vagina and say, Do I, do I look like CSI over here? I don't know. I'm not taking I'm the curious. risk. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm going to keep that in mind if I'm ever a killer. You know what I mean? I'm going to find a way to frame somebody. <laughs> Go to the like juice bops all over the place. <laughs> that was yeah, on, that was on an episode this. of CSI Oshawa. Oshawa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this fucking guy. Amazing. That's how I make my peanut. That's how I make my peanut brittle. Also, just ground up the jizz, but in there gives it that sticky, you know, crunch quality. God damn it! Shit. Indeed. Indeed. Well, um, I got some. I got a question. I've got a question for you guys. Of uh, just before we get into the fango talk, have you guys ever watched Three and a Half? What? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> a visual joke for our our uh, YouTube watchers. Uh, yeah, that is a leftover for uh, from from episode two of Exploding VHS. Am I right? Episode two, the last. I'm not. I'm not gonna continue to do it because I that was that was the joke. I just wanted to get the two out and do, be done with it. Yeah, it's it's. Trust me, life is much better not being in the VHS group, having posted it. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, sure. It's, yeah, keep, keep the joke to us. Yeah, it it, it, it's, right. it's a lot funnier now. How about the guy burning slipcovers? Have you seen that one? Who was that? Yeah, Marco, uh, uh, Marco, Marco sent it over. Yeah, just burning the uh, was a Scream Factory slipcover, or was that a video? Like it's I just like some slipcover. It yeah, was a Scream Factory. It was the Blob, right? Yeah. Oh, that's funny, man. You know what? Good for him. You know what? I agree. It's funny because it's it's. <laughs> The, the public's reaction to it that makes you want to do it. Of course it is. <laughs> Obviously, the guy can make money. He could sell them for 10 bucks a piece easily and, and make hundreds of dollars. But these people are so fucking obnoxious and annoying with their slipcovers that you would rather burn them and take the satisfaction knowing that it's hurting someone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes to. It's like it, 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 it shouldn't make you happy, but it does. But it does. It does <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a guilty pleasure. If somebody asks, what's your guilty pleasure? I could say that. That's what it is. It's like the worst part of, of of me as a person is finding joy in something like that. I guess that that, that would be a guilty pleasure, right? You shouldn't take joy making anybody angry. Oh, no. Nah, <laughs> a bait and switch. People, it's it's the the funniest oh, thing is the best is when I was in the group, uh, in the group, and they were like, "Guy, this this guy just is so excited about doing everything." And I got to admit, that guy's absolutely right. I have there's so much pleasure that goes through me when I'm fucking doing it, and that laugh at the end is when I'm like, <laughs> I even smashed it yet because that was from before. It's all legit. I'm like, man, I'm way too excited for this. And for the ones that think it takes way too much time, it takes no time whatsoever. The family was up. My wife was working. The kids were dancing. I came home. I go, I've got one hour until I got to go pick up my daughter. Okay. Boom. I, 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 I set it up, threw the wig on, filmed it, smashed it, picked her up, came home, edited it. And then that was it. 
no, barely any skin off my back. I schedule is crazy, but just, just to appease those people, if they ever do listen, they'll never will. But if they ever do, it takes no time, no time at all. <laughs> Very easy to smash a VHS and then th- upload it, throw two edits into it. The title sequence was already done for the last one. It's literally boop, 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 cut and paste done. Beautiful me. to me. It's fun. There you go. You get excited for it. That's a good thing. You know what I mean? You're not hurting anyone. No, I, I, I'd say I'm way too excited for my age and for what I'm doing, but it's okay. It's like, it's almost like I'm anticipating what the people that are in on the joke are going to see. And so I think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Dude, it's great. You see, you got to do things like that to the day you die. Otherwise, you get old and you get freaking, you know what I mean? You stay that's young, right. have fun, do stuff that makes you happy. That's that's all there is to it. Stop freaking not being that way. That, that, that's that's why people get old and miserable and shit. You don't want to be like that. No. So I'm glad I you don't. have fun doing it. We yeah. have fun watching. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Like doing podcasts. Same shit, you know? Oh. Okay. So let me see what I have going with these fangos. I'm going by memory. I have things written down here. Oh, but you want to move you know, around a little about, louder? About about the fangos, <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, we're getting, we're getting a lot of feedback that, that this is the probably one of the best of the original ideas that we've come up with for a segment on the show. <laughs> I, I, Dave, I just want to give you full credit, man. I mean, this is awesome. No other show is doing it. And the way you do it is best. Living dead male, Thanks. right? Undead male. Dead male. Yeah. But it's a lot more than male. It's it's <laughs> this is what it is here. For reals. Now that I'm getting them all and I'm going in order, this is fa- flash forward. This is going back in time and going issue one to the going in order chronologically, uh, the evolution of horror and what things were saying back then and now. Anybody, not anybody, it's a great idea when it was done before, for sure, to, to read those 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 males that were that were especially when they were for that show. But what I'm doing is complete. It is different, you know what I mean. The male is part of it, but I mean, this is the fun. Okay, let me see. So right now it's still a little bit out of order because I got the other issues before I got issue one. But from now on, everything's going to be chronological because I am not new to us. We we know you have a lot of issues. <laughs> For sure. So, okay. Fango three. I'm, I'm, I'm up on number three. Same when I started last time. I'm going to have to go back to one. I'll tell you what. Going by memory, it's been a couple Smell weeks it. here. Smell I it. My notes here. Smell the Fango. Smell it. <laughs> uh, all the ones to smell. This was the only one that smelled moldy that I smells got. Like Godzilla. Although, every time I open it. <laughs> smells like what? Godzilla. <laughs> moldy. Oh, there is something I had to talk about. That I'm sorry, C. Because you did talk about it before, but uh, wait a minute, SW dog fights. Yeah, I read that one on yeah, Undead yeah, Mail. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a follow up to it. There is Ooh. a follow up. So if you want to take them through what the first even, the first mail said, actually I'll do it. It'll be easier unless you think you can just explain what it said. Uh, the first email was just asking about uh, where the um, inspiration came. Like they they were using. World War One films or World War Two films and the and the dog fights there and they thought it came from a specific film. I, I admittedly cannot remember the name of the specific film okay. they said. I'll read it. I'll read the here it is. I have just seen this is this is issue Sorry. one. Well, because it's easier this way because they opened it up. Because, like, okay, because your upset. synopsis was useless. For, no, no, forgiveness, no. please. <laughs> 
No, no, no. It's because of the answer from the Star Wars people that makes it. So this guy says, oh, "Wait, this. I got I forget I said that." Six... <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. But you'll you'll see why. The guy says, "I've just seen 633 Squadron, a World War II melodrama through the Norwegian." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The the spectacular dogfight at the end was very, very similar to that of Star Wars because I know that the Star Wars dogfight was put together out of a close study of World War One and two movies. I wondered if 633 Squadron was one of the movies they used for for the Star Wars dogfight. And then they got an answer. It says, according to Star Wars sources, no segment of the film's dogfights was lifted directly from only one film. Rather, the Star Wars battles are based on an entire genre of films, the fighter pilot film. It was an overall feel they desired to recreate, not isolated dogfights. However, somebody in issue number three had a retort to that, to what the Star Wars people said. And he says this. Well, allow me to retort. Yes. In issue one of Fangoria, Peter Stroll of New York wrote and asked if 633 Squadron was one of the movies used as a model for the Star Wars dogfights. Your answer, based on Star Wars sources, was that no segment was lifted from any film. However, either this statement is not true or the following is based on a great coincidence. In the movie Damn Busters, 1954 British, the following exchange occurred between two fighter pilots. How many guns do you think, Gold 5? <laughs> Say, about 20 guns, some on the surface, some on the towers. <laughs> Those are the two among several sentences that are identical in both Star Wars and the Dambusters. I still like Star Wars, though. Crazy, huh? So, <laughs> they legit it's... did do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> it was taking segments it's like some of the best movies are that like tarantino does it all the time and he was called out on a reservoir dogs there are people who think that he, he straight up ripped off reservoir dogs if you can oh, go yeah. to youtube well, if you want to learn more yeah but tarantino it's known that everything he does that he lifts it he, he's heavily inspired by other things but the thing is with him the stuff that he's inspired by most of that stuff is unknown to the general public. It's all yeah. like stuff that only someone that really deep dives is going to know about these type of films. So I don't see a problem with it. And plus he's so good at writing his own dialogue. You know? And supposedly the plot, uh, again, I remember this from studying the searchers back in school, but that star Wars pretty much lifted the, the, the plot from the searchers, the John Wayne uh, Western that's well known. And, and then of course they, they took things from so like some of the Nazi pop, uh, propaganda, excuse me, and then obviously the World War, uh, the two, the, the fighter jet stuff. Like it's it's a hodgepodge in a good way. You take your sources from here to create something new. I mean, it, it, it's again, it's all in the storytelling and how it's done. John Wayne was supposed to play Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> well, look over here, Han. <laughs> well, come on, hello, hello there, Han. <laughs> well, you're a mighty cute princess. <laughs> da ha da ha. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, okay. So here's a little a little action uh, magazine three magazine. I call it now. Okay, <laughs> I guess that worked. <laughs> magazine three. <laughs> it, it kept me from saying it, it kept me from saying episode, did it not? <laughs> I have to go with it. <laughs> Having the magazine in my hand. Okay, there was an interview with uh, David Cronenberg in issue three. Later director David Cronenberg interviewed by Bob Martin. 
some of the interesting things that he said was this. A lot of people have pointed out a similarity between the parasite in Alien and the parasite in Shivers. I was very disappointed with Alien. It had no metaphysics, no philosophy. The creature winds up as a man in a crocodile suit who chases a bunch of people <laughs> around a room. <laughs> I think that my own films do a lot more in touching a deep-seated nerve more than the simple recreation that you don't want the crocodile to eat you. Alien was just a $300,000 B-movie with a $10 million budget. <laughs> the parasite device isn't used in a metaphorical way. It wasn't used to evoke anything. In Alien, John Hurt has the parasite in him. He goes about his business as usual. In Shivers, the parasite stays inside the people and changes their behavior and their motives. It's used for something more than simple shock value. So, <laughs> Cronenberg's thought on Alien. It's very funny because I always... Again, I guess I haven't read a lot of Cronenberg interviews because I always thought of him a, bit, a little bit more quiet, conservative in the way. But he really guns after other movies. I I never knew this about him. Like he had a whole thing about um, uh, M. Night. And I think the direct quote was, I hate that guy. Really? Yeah. And it's it's funny. I never expected that from Cronenberg. His outspokenness of of other filmmakers or films. Like I mean, we talk. You no know, filmmakers talk about other movies, but it, it seems like he's there's there's a lot of him shitting on other films, which is shocking to me. And, I, and again, I'm, maybe I'm taking this just based on what you've read, but then I also have that M Night example for a more modern reference. So it's just interesting. Like I wouldn't have expected that from him. So it's just these two instances that you really know about, though. Yeah, but isn't that two good examples, <laughs> you fucking hat-wearing skunk? <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody wanted to remake one of his movies, and I forgot who it was. And But the guy that was going to do the remake is a fan of his and asked him if he would mind if he did the remake. And Cronenberg said, I would mind. I wish you wouldn't. So that guy didn't remake his movie. He doesn't I don't want think to. there's anything wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just... Interesting, I thought that. Lesson learned, he would don't ask. <laughs> you beg for forgiveness. <laughs> right, absolutely, correct. But what about Rabbit when it was remade? Wouldn't it have to have been... Doesn't he have to get permission for that? Doesn't he have to sign rights off somehow, one way or the other? Was that Rabbit or... in red? <laughs> R-I-R, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I liked that remake. I thought they did a good job of... of the Saska sisters of what they did with that. I mean, I was, uh, I was impressed. It was all right. it wasn't, it okay. wasn't, it wasn't a masterpiece, but I liked what they did with it. It was okay. But I, I to answer your question, it, I don't I know. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> do you know? You know, do you know? I don't know. Do you know? What, do you I don't know. Got a cold under that Levi average French, uh, fucking. Little French ticklers. Of course, French. This fucking guy. Oh my god! It's <laughs> French. This guy. It's French Canadian ticklers. Hold on. They always say, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Tickle, tickle. Me so sorry. That's great. A little more on Cronenberg. Um, Next sentence. I hate this guy too. Now, shock value is there in abundance in Cronenberg's films, though he claims he was not particularly a horror fan before he began filmmaking, nor did he set out to become Canada's king of horror. The type of story I write, says Cronenberg, is just a matter of what comes out when I sit at the typewriter. 
So, and this is this is how the article ends. For the future, David Cronenberg hopes to make his next picture with the involvement of a major studio, thereby eliminating his distribution problems. Another movie he recently completed, Fast Company, may soon be released to the drive-in circuit in the U.S. That one's about drag racing. Could it mean that he's about to abandon the shot film field? Not likely. I like being Canada's king of horror, says Cronenberg. It's a role I don't mind playing at all. So, there you have it. Fuck that guy. Oh, what's this Fast Company movie? See, it came out Fast Company. And so I guess Scanners might be the movie that they're they're talking about. Uh, no, the, 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 the... no. This article, remember, this is seventy nine. They're specifically talking about the Brood and the fact that he had issues with um. With no, but Red. the next one, the, the the higher budget one, would be Scanners that he's referencing. Oh, oh, wait a minute. The next picture with the involvement of. Oh, that's true. Maybe you're right. Yeah, good, good, good point. I see what you're saying. I get you now. Okay. So there's a little Cronenberg action. What do I have here? Page 26. See, I just write down the. Uh... Give us someone not Canadian. Not Canadian. Okay. Something weird. about the. Uh... <laughs> the creature from the Black Lagoon. Was he Canadian? <laughs> Where is this lagoon? Is it in Oshawa? Oh shit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, I hate you. I may have to uh, go back to this one because of uh, I didn't actually highlight the part that I wanted to read, and it's a whole page, and I don't want to bore anybody with. You actually highlight reading. them? No, I didn't, but I should have. Is what I'm saying, so I know exactly what I'm going to read. You, you know? mark them up. So what's what's wrong with putting a little pen next to a paragraph, a little star? Who cares? You're decreasing the value. I don't care about that. And then <laughs> decreasing the value. I don't give a shit. Forget that. Whatever. Uh, so the interesting thing about this one, I, I was so excited to see this. There's an interview with Stephen King. And, you know, it's obviously, it's episode three. Episode, son of a bitch, I thought I'd get through the whole show without saying it. Damn it. Anyway, Stephen King, the author of such horror epics as Carrie and Salem's Lot, talks on his visit on the set of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, another one of King's Tales of Terror. So I figured that's going to be interesting. So Stephen King goes on the on the Shining set. Uh, so he says, I got out to the set on the second to last of shooting. <laughs> he wasn't saying that yet, but he did have some questions. I, got night. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy. And I got a chance to look around. The security was extremely tight. There was everything but guard dogs around the place. I didn't see any rushes, but I saw some lovely Coda chrome stills of the set. As it was at the time, they were shooting everything. It looked incredible. The hotel looks like something out of 2001. It's so big, it beggars description. Okay. The one thing that sticks in my mind is one of the hotel lobby. It's just huge, and Kubrick's got a trick of perspective so that things look even bigger than they are. The little boy in the book, Danny, is on his tricycle in the lobby. He looks so small. The feeling you get is that one of these gigantic hotels that swallowed this kid. Just the still is extremely ominous, which bodes well, I think, for the film. The sets are fantastic, King continues. What they've done is put down thousands and thousands of bags of industrial salt. Looks just like snow and feels like snow underfoot, except that it's warm. I understand from Stanley that they went up to Washington State and filmed a lot of second unit stuff up there in some national park and basically came back, recreated the skyline on the back lot of the studio in England. Okay. By the time I got there, Nicholson and Duvall were gone. They were finishing up filming a scene from the book where Halloran, 
goes from Denver up to a town called Sidewind, Sidewinders, pardon me, um, where you get a snowmobile from a guy who runs a garage. Apparently, Kubrick's crew saw the gas station that they wanted somewhere in Alaska and took a lot of photographs of it. They've reproduced the thing entirely on the set. Stanley said that if the guy was ever going to see the film, he's going to be the most surprised gas station owner on Earth. <laughs> now, here's, here's the juice. Okay. Ugly rumors. During most of the filming of The Shining, rumors abounded that Kubrick planned to keep, to scrap large portions of the book. He had already scrapped King's screenplay version, including the ending, in favor of his own concepts. Whether those rumors grew as a consequence of the film's strict secrecy or because Kubrick opted to use his own screenplay is unclear. But according to King, the film and the novel will end up nearly parallel. <laughs> Shows what he knows. Uh, <laughs> I asked Stanley how closely he has followed the plot, and he said extremely closely. There are going to be some minor changes, but nothing substantial in terms of plot. It's going to follow the book very closely. Whether or not it's going to follow the book in spirit is something else again, King admits. Exactly what Kubrick has in store for the way of special effects is equally as sketchy. I don't know much, but I've heard that they've done a life-size head of Jack Nicholson that at some point was going to split open and spill out worms. Okay. Uh, I do know that there are not going to be any of the hedge animals that move. Apparently, Kubrick replaced it with a hedge maze. And I think from the one thing, the way things sound, he's updated the overlook considerably. I saw it as a kind of grand old mirror, but I understand that there is only one sequence in the movie where Danny goes into the game room that is full of electronic games. Apparently, Kubrick assembled every advanced kind of electronic game in England and put them in this room. And when the kid comes in, they all come to life. I don't see a whole lot of potential in that myself, though, says King. So that's weird, huh? That never happened. Imagine that. Everything came to life in the game room. I want to see the animal hedges. I want to see the worms. Right. Oh, don't, don't worry, that'll be in the Flanagan version when he remakes it. <laughs> his head will go right? and then split open and the worms will come out <laughs> yeah you really hate the that guy, don't you no <laughs> stop Cronenberging Flanagan you Cronen turd <laughs> I'm not a filmmaker Dave give us some more these are some great shining examples uh, wow. I do have I some casting doubts I hate him <laughs> just like ah, I hate him if the author is Are you didn't? What do you hate? Cronenberg? <laughs> Casting doubts. If the if the author has any serious doubts about the film version of his book, they seem to be in the casting. King notes, I'm a lot more dubious about Kubrick's casting of The Shining than I ever was about any of the people in Carrie. I always saw in my own mind Wendy Torrance as the kind of middle intelligence, beautiful piece. Shelley Duvall just looks sort of nervous and overbred. And I always saw Jack Torrance as a tall, dark-haired man, not the Nicholson type at all, not flamboyant, almost withdrawn. I had someone like Martin Sheen in mind, but nobody will talk about that sort of thing in pre-production. What they want to talk about is someone who's bankable, and Nicholson is that. It'll be interesting as Jack Torrance, though. Um, he was okay with Halloran, and all right, that's about that. Um, so he says... This is kind of interesting. Oddly enough, King's inspiration for The Shining came while he and his wife Tabitha stayed at the Overlook real-life counterpart in 1974. And what proved to be an insight on how he works, he describes part of his story. And that's quite long. But um, 
Tammy and I heard about a hotel. Somebody said we ought to spend a night there, so we went there. It was in October, the last night of their season. The hotel was totally deserted except for us. We went down to dinner, and these waiters were in tuxedos coming over and playing it up. We had the only table that was occupied. The other ones were all covered with clear plastic drop cloths with the chairs turned over on top of them. There was an orchestra playing in the empty dining room. The whole scene was really spooky, and I said, this is it. That's how they do that. And a little word about Romero. Romero, a genius. At one point, he had hoped his friend, George Romero, would do Salem's Lot, but it won't happen. George won't work with those people, and I don't blame him. He and I have talked over some possibilities, and we are going to talk some more. Sooner or later, I hope he and I will do something together. I'm particularly interested in him because I think he's a genius. I saw Martin, and it's a knockout. I'm scared to see his new one, Dawn of the Dead. (laughs) And another NBC project, King has written the screenplay for a movie titled Night Shift, but he doesn't expect it to get off the ground either. I assume that they had definitely decided to put the project on the front burner. I would have heard by now, and I haven't. If Night Shift turns out to be stillborn as a film, then The Stand, his 823-page end-of-the-world vision, wouldn't be conceived as one. There won't be anything here, he says. It's too long. It's too downbeat for television and too long for the movies. <laughs> movies That's like this. I know. Does this totally. guy predict anything correct? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hoped that he was working with George soon, and it was a couple of years later. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, though, man. He's His, his article's on it. Has anybody it's, watched it's, the Stan show? Because my wife was really looking forward to checking it out, and it's gotten some pretty shitty reviews. Couldn't stand it. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I set it up and you slam dunked it. I have not seen that's it. Not a, that's not no. a slam dunk. <laughs> Sorry? You, you knocked it out of the park, okay? You happy? Now you, now you just go, woo! <laughs> <laughs> I've heard nothing good about it. Very, very, very sad. But then here's something interesting and funny. The classifieds. I forgot all about the classified ads in Fango. And... If you start going around and playing in them, I'll tell you what. There are some damn funny things in there. And, and the things that people are saying in them are ridiculous. Like, okay, here's classified ads. Uh, okay, nothing special there. Classic cape. <laughs> Classic capes. And Fango uh, Dracula capes. Custom made. Send for information. Self-addressed staff. S-A-S-E. What is that? Self-addressed stamped envelope. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you can get classic capes. Um, sci-fi memorabilia. Um, Starlog fans. You can collect the black and white cover stills. Grab bag bonanza. Anyway, pretty ridiculous stuff in here. But they get better um, as we go on in the other ones. But I'm going to be looking at the classifieds because they are quite funny. Um, <laughs> some like, people put like personal... to some of them. <laughs> What's that? Is this still for sale? <laughs> totally so send yeah. us some envelopes and see what happens yeah. and i want that one dollar and fifty cent price tag that you threw on it too <laughs> that's everything for the price that it's listed for sorry it's in print i think that's legally binding <laughs> amazing <laughs> no expiration date uh imagine that Imagine my magazines just got smoked because anything that they put in there is like there's like a legally binding agreement that you have to honor that price point. No shit, huh? That'd be great. Do it now. Try to yeah. subscribe to Fango. See what happens. 
they should they should make like imagine you try to sell your fangoras you can only sell them for cover price oh, and like shit. like tickets or whatever maybe like a maybe a 50 a 50 lift tops off cover price yeah. that'd be that'd be fantastic if it was regulated like that people would go nuts they'd hate they'd hate me for doing it i'm gonna regulate it just to get that little joy that i get from the the, the tapes i want to regulate that to piss everybody else off <laughs> Yeah, but you're not going <laughs> to piss off consumers. You know what I mean? People that want to get stuff for cheap. That's going to make us happy. It's you know? That, that's yeah, the sad. platform I'm running on when I run for president. <laughs> Do it. I'm, I'm, president. Running on, I'm running on Hulu. That's my platform. <laughs> yeah. I'm running on empty. Can we get to this last movie? I'm not yeah. on a huge timeline. It's Good Friday. It's a holiday. Yeah. But because it's Good Friday, they scheduled these kids because we're going into lo- shutdown, lockdown, emergency break. All these terms have been thrown out. They won't be able to dance live at the studio after today. So they decided to squeeze in as much as they possibly could today for the kids, even though it's a holiday. So we're after today, on lockdown. we're done. You guys sure go out and do a lot of shit. I haven't right? done anything. In There's nothing. There is nothing that changes other than the verbal, other than they can't go to dance. Schools are still going to run. Yeah. Retail is going to run at a certain operation. It's so bizarre what they've done here. All the doctors are saying, this is ridiculous. If you lock down, like Brandon, you lock fucking down. Shut yeah. it down again right. if you want to curb this wave. But we, we, they don't want to, they don't want to have business fail because we've already, they've already been through a lot. It's been a year of up like up and down and what whatnot. So I guess they're, tr- they're trying to keep everything going, but it's, it's a lot of mis miscommunication. I think it's just crazy, but anyway, so suffice it to say, I've got a crazy afternoon. So let's get to this goddamn movie. If you can call okay. it, that. I blame society. Cause I want to blame that person. <laughs> I gotta say, I was looking forward to this one. I blame society. I stand by it. I stand by it. A struggling filmmaker realizes that the skill set to make a movie is the same to commit the perfect murder. This is written, directed, and starring Jillian Wallace Horvat. 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 Her own worst enemy. I texted that to Heather the other night. I go, that's the problem with the movie. The writing and the directing are actually not all that bad. She should have not starred in her own film. Every line yes, that comes out of her mouth. That's is, the point of it. That's though. the moral I, of it. That's I the know. statement she's making. I know, but, it's, but a, the, it's still annoying. Yeah. I agree with Christian, though. I, I, I understand. Like that's why I said it too, Dave. But man, I mean, they even make the point of all these men keep telling her throughout the film how her female characters are unlikable, and that's how she's she un, and how she's unlikable. Yeah, Correct. because that's because she's point. unlikable. But, but, but it <sighs> takes you out of the movie every time this woman speaks. Every time this character speaks every in the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like every what? line she delivers is that's the problem. It's not about being unlikable. It's you're a. Ho- I don't want to hurt her. She's not a great actress, and every yes. every exchange out of her mouth takes you out of the movie. If that's her goal, why would why would that be your goal to get your message across? Like it, that doesn't make any sense. So, unfortunately, it takes me right out of the movie, and I can't. I didn't enjoy any of it because of it. Because yeah. she's in every scene. It's her okay. movie. So I get I, I get the the end goal. Sorry, Dave. Go. I know you love it and or like it. So I don't want I don't want to shit on too much, but I'm not gonna have much. No, it's okay. Else. No, that's fine. I didn't notice it the first time. 
So again, this is your guys' first time. Apparently, you guys again with acting in me. A lot of times, I just don't notice, and I guess it's a gift because I didn't notice it. The second time I noticed, but the way I the way I interpreted it was she is playing a documentary host in front of the camera. She's making this movie. This is a documentary to her, so she's not speaking as. A normal person would speak having a comment like us here having this conversation. She's not attempting to do that at all. Everything she is doing in her mind is as the host of something. She's delivering her lines the way somebody would deliver lines if they were standing in front of a camera holding a microphone in their hand like a newscaster or such. Now, that is to the detriment of the film, which in actuality is this film, but I think it was done with intent because that's the kind of character she is portraying. She is so determined to do everything that instead of just acting naturally, she is attempting to act a certain way in the film. Yeah, and everything the, about the Go ahead. I was going to say, all the points she brings across about her intentions are even taken out of the movie. Like, away from the actual film itself. Even though everything's being filmed, she's unlikable even when she's just interacting with friends she's unlikable and and not believable when she's interacting with these producers and stuff like i thought the two producers were actually the best part of the movie they had that quirky comedic sort of satirical effect that i think that they were going for you know with the you know the whole speech about you know oh you're in new york shape you're not in bad shape but you're not in good shape you know, and everything they say, and you know, even their spiel at the end. Yeah, you know, that's your script. That's your script. Your script. There's, there's some good stuff within there the, is some, the realm of the script. There is script. some good yeah. stuff. There is some good stuff. You know, everything about men telling this woman that that everything she presents from the female perspective is not believable, even though it's it's a genuine snuff film she's showing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. But this yeah, whole idea funny. of of creating this sort of murderer just. It, it felt like she was like it, like she wanted it to be more interesting than it was. Well, how could it be more interesting than than killing people? That's it, interesting. It, it, it's, it's, it's also not executed well. That's the other thing. It's it, it, the the her stalking the people and then poisoning them. And then at first, I like the suicide letter was funny, but then when that became the oh, the, the motif, I was yeah. I was taken out of it as well. And then what? that became. I, th- yeah. I thought it was cle- I thought it was clever when they scanned to like news footage of the family members of the victims and they were saying that they believed, believed it because it. The, yeah, that was funny but you know her reading the letters and writing like i don't know it just it was old hat yeah See, i thought it was I, really good i like the aspect of it i like that everything that she wrote sounds like something that that type of person would write it was basically she was making so many comments about so many things throughout the film like this is how you do it all that, all the stuff like we were talking. I'm not going to get into lucky and other stuff, but anytime something is preachy to a way, that's not how to do it. This to me is how you do it. She had a lot to say about, and and from both ends. That's what I loved about it. Like again, I could be wrong. She could, I could meet this woman and she could say, Dave, you're off on that. But the way what I gained on it the second time, even more so, was all these statements that were being made about how women are treated in instances like this, and then how filmmakers and other aspects of life, just in general, like her boyfriend at school, are being forced to put tokens in their stuff when it's not necessary. If you want to have a pro-female thing and a strong female lead, this is what you do to her and to me. 
this is a strong female lead. And that was the point of it. To go out there and say, I want to know how strong I am. I'm not a man that's going out there. They're, they're, they're profiling me as a, a male, probably a white male, probably in their 20 or 30s, like they always do. Guess what, bitch? It's me. I'm a strong female. I'm the one responsible for doing all this stuff because we're just as good a serial killer as, as men are. And this is an interesting thing. I'm going out there and I'm killing people on camera. This is interesting. Not the bullshit you're trying to feed us, like with her boyfriend talking about uh, I, I, I'm, what he said made sense to me. I'm going to class. I, I'm at work. I had to do two hours overtime because I'm writing this comic book thing with a superhero and it's all set to go. And this 40 something year old woman comes in and says, well, you should really institute uh, a, a bit of feminism here on this. And this should stand for that. And, and then, he's, then he's like, and all of a sudden he has all these Latino friends and that's what it is. Don't force things on people because then it seems unnatural and it seems transparent. Do it the right way. And don't, these other people are being forced to do it like these producers who, yes, are douchebags, but they, someone from higher than them is telling them, we need female voices, we need female directors, we need female this. So now we have to go out and find them. And now they're going to do it in a condescending way because someone is forcing them to do it. Instead of forcing all this feminism into stuff, let me go out and speak for myself instead of having everybody else do it and, and trying to wedge it into places where it doesn't belong. That's what but I the, got out of it. But, but then it becomes heavy-handed one way or the other. It, but you guys didn't hurt. even say a word about it, and, and that's what I got out of it. I, I don't think it's heavy-handed because that was my interpretation of it. Someone else could look at me and say, you're wrong, or I could believe she can come to me and say, ah, oh, that's interesting, but that's not what I was saying. That's yeah, why I don't I, think it is heavy-handed. I, I almost see it the opposite. I almost see her as a weak character because even through all her convictions and all her killing, no one believes her. She's almost like a Patrick Bateman at the end. She's almost kind of still viewed as a loser up until the but very that's end. that's just it. That's the point she's making. Because she's a female, it is viewed as weak by men that are watching it. Yeah. They don't believe it. And they make those same statements that, that filmmakers or, or, or film viewers are going to make. They're going to say, oh, I couldn't suspend my disbelief enough. It's not a good lead. This is a step back for women. And the way she saw it and the way I see it is wrong. Give me a strong female killer. Give me a girl that comes out and kicks some ass. And okay, it, it's so inventive. The, the, but it didn't come through. You, you, she's not the strong female killer, though. Yeah, that's and, the problem. And the downfall is the film her, that she's making is not is not great. That's the, that's yeah. the next problem. The, everything, the delivery, her line delivery, the movie itself, nothing about it is great. So even if you have all this good stuff here, it's not supported by a good film. Sorry, I hit my <laughs> mic stand again. For the umpteenth time. And, and, it, and it's frustrating because I see what you're saying. And some of the good stuff were like the interaction between those two guys and the fact that they profiled it as a white guy. But that's it. And that's a, such a small percentage of the actual overall film. You've got her doing all this stuff, like looking outside the uh, house and stalking the woman and, and doing things. And it just gets very repetitive. Like which goes on the no, and then when she goes on the killing spree, because I didn't believe a word. She was so goddamn annoying. She took me out of the movie from frame one. Like as it opened that first that first five minutes, I texted you guys. I'm like, uh oh, like it. I was like, I'm not gonna be on board for this. That five minute opening, and then it just, it, I was, didn't, I couldn't take her performance. Yeah. and I'm sorry. I couldn't look beyond it because she's in every damn scene. So, yes, I full-fledged, 
admit it was on that. But then also, I don't think the, the killing and everything was executed well. It looked ridiculous, that big butcher knife. Like, again, a statement could be made there, and it was elongated and whatever, the big chef's knife, whatever. But then the deaths were just not good. So, again, I don't, I, I didn't really, I didn't, any underlining message was, was kind of just muddied because of the fact that the presentation and the delivery was totally off. It's like a comic telling a joke. The joke itself might be good, or the statement might be good, and the underlying message might be good, but if they can't actually deliver the joke, what good is it? It's not funny. Uh, I'm out. Interesting. <laughs> so, I guess that's where yeah. we differ. I, I, none of, the first time I watched the movie, nothing bothered me. Acting, presentation, I liked the story. It was kind of like another capture kill release to me, and some other and some other found footage movies where you're seeing somebody set things up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna become a killer, and I'm gonna show you step by step how I'm going how I'm going to become a serial killer. And I just took it at face value. Luckily, she didn't annoy me at all. It was just like any other movie, so I was fine. So again, that didn't bother me. Luckily, I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't bother me. Uh, it sucks that it bothered you, and apparently some others. So be it. But I mean, the second time. Watching it, I everything about the context of the film made a lot more sense, and I I, I enjoyed it at a different level uh, about statements that were being made on top of it. So now I'm not saying I like it more. I still like it a lot. I still think it's great, honestly. But I understand why it's not for everybody. I guess something about the acting you can't get past. I guess I didn't care if she was likable or not. I was just into the the whole story. I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, it's an interesting idea. I guess it's been done before, but I don't even and think I like she has to be likable. I think she just has to be believable and it has to be that's it. Uh, better written, better performed because he, Christian's right. It's like if that film that she's making is just so brilliant. I mean, it's a lot of just, it's a lot of just staking out and just quick, quick cut kills which are uninteresting if they really made it like over the top clever and gory and added more of a, the one speech i did like there is when she's talking about the golden state killer to the one guy and yeah. the one guy and the one guy is like well aren't i like a loose end and, he's, and she's like not for long or something something yeah. along those lines because he's you yeah. know i think he's drinking the poison already if they had had more like i thought that scene was clever and it made her seem diabolical but just the choices, even though I know they make fun of the wig and stuff and her changing the color, but when she did that, it kind of took me out. It looked like a caricature. Well, you know why she did that? And she legitimately said it. She says that I feel completely different. After the first kill, after her friend Chase gets a hold of her and the whole thing with the ba the bagel and the EpiPen, which I thought was a great part of the film, when that all went down and her, her you know, the way she acted and what she did, I, I loved all that. But after that happened... That's when everything changed for her. That's when she flipped. Before she was slowly building up to it, and then this. And then she even took the meeting with those two guys, thinking, okay, maybe maybe I'll do this because she didn't go there talking about her movie. She did. They saw her. She was going there hoping to show that movie about you know the the, the character that apparently was unlikable, the Israel special that was deemed too political or whatever. Yeah. She still legitimately was going to try to sell that script and to go to work with these guys and think she can go somewhere. When she went there and she got denied by them and they treated her like they just wanted her there as a token because it's hip or it's not hip because it's in their best interest to have um, females on, on the payroll now for things like this because it's better for PR or whatever. Yeah. And she got that feel. And then the first murder with, with her, with Chase, when that happened, 
everything for her flipped. And then she's like, okay, I'm never going to get get anywhere as a legit scriptwriter now. But I like this project. It stuck, it stuck around. Now that I've seen what happened with murder and I've seen that I can do it and I was slowly building up to it, now I'm in full-fledged and I have to transform myself into this character in order to be able to do that. And she dives balls deep into it. That's why she changes her hairstyle. And that's why she set and dies instead of just wears a wig yeah. and says it the next day. I feel like somebody different now. In other words, now I am going to embody this person and I'm going to dedicate myself to the film. Again, I get what you guys are saying. I guess it was a mistake. She should have acted more naturally or been a better actress. I guess you could say that. I thought it was done on purpose. She should Again, have been I a strong be female lead because then it would have had a point to it. The whole point is she's brought in here to to storyboard other people's projects because she's not a strong female lead. I, I don't even think it has anything to do with being female. She's just not evidently that great of a filmmaker in this film. So she's yeah. presented as as kind of not up to snuff and that's how she plays out even within her film so by the end when she presents her project her murder project it's like oh you're still not a good filmmaker even though this is genuine because you're not likable if she was a strong female lead and made it like holy shit that was amazing then it'd be like ah the icing on the cake so you just would have preferred a better actress both of you is that what that's what i would have preferred no i would have preferred a different I don't know a different message. I, a, I don't a better, know better actress for model. sure, but or this or or like uh, Spree from last year. I like Spree. Exactly. I like Spree. Exactly. I thought Spree yeah. did, did it. Like now, I understand that was a different message. But from a I blame society type standpoint, you could have easily put some of the themes that you you've spoken about, Dave, that make this movie sound much better. Like I could see people listening to us or, or watching the, the YouTube thing and saying, oh, "I want to check this out now." I, I double dare them. Not like I mean, like the act, like her performance to me, sabotaged the film. I again, those are my exact words. After I watched it, I said she fucked her own film, and she doesn't achieve it at the end. She doesn't achieve becoming yeah, but, a great filmmaker. So there's no sort of danger in the message. And her film where wasn't is, good. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, but to when, me, when she did. When you're stringing where, together, where is in plot, Spree, yeah. I'm sorry. sorry where is in Spree? In Spree, he totally achieves his objective of reaching certain number of views that it's it's horrifying because you could see that actually happening in real life. Whereas here, it's like, man, this poor girl, they, you know, she's still she's still viewed as a nothing, as a shitty filmmaker. Well, maybe so, but she, but I guess that isn't the point. And, and, and it, 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 the point is, you're watching a murderer and finding a way to justify it and giving up on society and saying, well, I'm never going to make it. This is all I have, so I made as well. And she has that conversation with the boyfriend before he leaves. He goes, you know, hurting somebody or hurting yourself isn't worth um, any movie. And she's like, well, I disagree. Because she got yeah. to the point, she goes, that's all I'm going to leave this world now is this movie. Uh, eventually, it's going to come to an end. They're probably going to catch me. I'm going to get arrested. Whatever it is, she decided that she wanted to leave her mark, and this is how she was going to do it. And the movie should have been good. Choice? The movie should have been good then, and I would have liked that. Yeah, but that she's a better. psycho. It doesn't matter. It's like it's just like I get what you're saying. I just think that you're putting too much pressure on uh, on the character. She's not thinking logically. She has her feels, and I understand why she has her feels. But it's no different for me than than uh, than Maniac 1980, where the guy's going out killing people, and he has his reasons, and that's all there is to it. She has her reasons to go out and kill people, and she does it. Well, the, implica- the implication from early on, though, is that she has this agent, the one who eventually fires her. She has this agent, and they are interested in this Israel project. 
So the implication early on is that she does have talent, but she's not getting anywhere because she's not being taken serious as a female filmmaker. And then that sort of feels like it's abandoned when it shows the fact that she's not a good filmmaker just in general. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if she's a female. And, 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 and again, I agree with that. And unfortunately, I, I mean, again, the, it's it's difficult because I know the message that, she, that it, it's intending, but maybe she's just a bad filmmaker. And I maybe she shouldn't believe, maybe she's just, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe she lucked out, got a few gigs that she was able to do, and she's wondering why she never made it to the next level. And yes, and there are people like this in society. I don't want to take anything away from it, but maybe she's just personally, I'm not talking about the character. I'm talking about the, the now the director. Maybe she's just not that great of a filmmaker. But she did make a point about her writing and direction being being better than her acting. And I, I, I yes. do want to see more of what she has the to writing, offer. For sure. But yeah. I think as a character in the movie, that, that's just her excuse to become it's her excuse to become a killer. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Okay. That's her excuse to, okay. she was going to be a killer anyway. It was always in there. Yeah. Obviously there was jokes made about her saying, Hey, I think you'd be a great killer. So she was always going to be a killer. This yeah, is just her vehicle to do it. Yeah, she becomes obsessed with it, and she's, she's kind of socially awkward with everyone. So, yeah, it, there are certainly signs there. That's I, I, I could see that. Look, I don't okay. – I, I don't – yeah, I don't dislike this movie as much as Christian does. I know because he messaged me with a certain comment about it being his <laughs> least favorite film of the year. And, well, I've seen a lot more films this year, but um, this is, it's far from that. I just – I was disappointed because – this was the first trailer I saw for 2021. On January 1st, I started looking on Amazon because Amazon always puts up like 2021 trailers. And this was the first 2021 I found. And I added it to the watch list and I watched the trailer. I'm like, ooh, this looks interesting. I want to I want to see this. But I was just so let down. I just I don't know. I just and yeah, her performance wasn't good. And I was taken out of it. But I felt like by the end, I felt like like I don't know, like the point was lost on me. The problem is she comes across as whiny constantly whiny and and, and and long-winded and that whole opening doesn't help it, 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 it's it's what? just unfortunate yeah i yeah the opening I is the not. setup the, the whole thing is her distaste for this guy's girlfriend obviously they've never liked each other <laughs> and her friend hooks up with him that's the whole fucking thing about the movie is it with him and where it takes her and, and then what happens ultimately at the end he she has to be the fucking cherry on top she has to be the one that's gonna gonna eventually end with, and she has her reasons. And this girl might be might be as bad as Stalin. She might be a, a complete fucking asshole. We don't know. But I like everything that she says with the other stuff when she starts killing the kid, the, the straight edge kid, and what happens there, and and the guy with the millennials ruined everything, and the the girl, the complete demise of the erotic thriller. I I, I that number one, I like that humor. Number two, it's just my kind of movie. It just is. I, I and I just. And again, See, every, everything I, you brought up there, all that stuff, like every time she started talking about that and moving on to the next victim, I was just like, yeah, I like, knew. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love it. But, but that's cool, though. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I mean, I never want to force people not to like something I dislike. I just was like, I was right there with Christian. I was like, oh, move it along. Move it along. You're not as clever and as interesting as you think you are. But that's the people how I she killed, a lot of them are fucking douchebags, too. Yeah, and she, they're making fun of her, and the girl with that—that fucking what do you call it? The um, uh, with the coffee, you know, that Asian girl, and everything else, and all. You know, that you see that she's this and that, and the, the way she acts. <laughs> when she and, reaches over to get the napkin, excuse you. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was, <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> I laughed. 
Admittedly, I laughed. That was good. And the straight edge guy, and he goes, oh, what he writes about fucking, you know, I don't drink. And then I found out that Donald Trump, Trump doesn't drink either. So I know I'm a piece of shit now. <laughs> that that's, how, that's how serious people take shit. That's, that's another statement, politically, oh, and, and other things. She's making all these fucking little quick tongue-in-cheek statements that I don't know if anybody, maybe because you guys didn't, were so turned off to the presentation and her acting that you didn't, those thoughts didn't even cross your mind, which is fine. I had all kinds of thoughts crossing my mind, as, and even the one kid later uh, who's on his first date and he doesn't give the girl a chance to talk, and he's talking about how he works at fucking, you know, healthcare. for the health and then later on, when she kills him, she goes, "Wow!" She goes, I, w- "I would call an ambulance." She goes, "But they're too expensive." She tells him, <laughs> "I'm like, that's fucking great." Yeah, that, like when that guy started he talking, I'm like, I'm like, "I hope she kills him." I was glad. And then she's she's like, "Oh, I should, probably should have told you I had unprotected sex with a homeless guy last night." Yeah, he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, I like when she starts targeting certain people and the things she does. And again. It's not about her being likable to me. She's just a fucking killer. This is her excuse. But on top of it, certain things drove her to that. Yes, she already had it in her, but everything that's going on, she, and again, the statement also may be that some females use that as an excuse to fucking act a fool. Like her going on a, on a rampage. Is it is it is it right? Of course not. But some people will take, just because you're a female doesn't mean that in this current climate, you should be hired as a director just based because you're a female because that's what you're supposed to do now. That's what I see. I see so many things going in, in, in the context of the film, and I think that, that that's part of it. I think yeah. there's all kinds of Yeah, people will say, oh, we need to showcase more female directors. No, we need right. to showcase more talented female directors who right. are getting that, the exposure. <laughs> whatever the gender is, everybody should have an equal plane of opportunity. Yeah. But I look at it like the George Romero ideal. The George Romero ideal is having the black man cast as the lead in Night of the Living Dead, not because he was a black man or because he was a white or whatever. He sat everybody down, had everybody come in the room and audition, and a black man just so happened to be the best fucking person that auditioned for the part. And then People he shot like him in the head. Back. People like to look back <laughs> and say, give George Romero credit for casting the black man. Yes, I give him credit for doing it, but he didn't cast him because he was black. This day and age, everybody get, gets put into things, and it, everything has to be done because of shit like that. Hey, everything in that movie was black is, and white anyway. <laughs> everybody should be on an equal plane. Nobody should get a, a job or this or that because of race, sex, gender, sexual orientation, or anything. Everybody should be on an even plane. Yes, we know what's happened in the past, but right now, here we are. Let people do it. Like fucking Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like that movie, Black Panther, for that Marvel movie. Do you think the Marvel fans think that Black Panther is a better Marvel movie than all the other ones? Ask them. They'll say no. They'll say it's this and that. (laughs) You think so? I couldn't hear people shut up enough about it being the best Marvel movie ever made. It seems like every new Marvel okay, movie that I'm comes wrong. out, people go crazy. It, it it just Marvel fans just blow every movie that comes out at the time. You're always going to get the naysayers. But... They're the VHS group of the comic book universe. <laughs> but it goes that way with everything. It's all about what you people feel, and apparently they have to do now. Like this movie, which I happen to love. Uh, about the, the uh, I'm telling, I don't think anybody loves female killers more than me. And this is the year of the female killer, and I am fucking loving it. I love seeing this stuff. 
But there was that movie last year, um, Promising Young Woman, which apparently is up for movie of the year. Now, Dude, I that, quite I love that. It. Oh, that's, I, still ha- that, I still haven't seen it. That is, that's one of my favorite films I've seen in recent memory. And, and I, that's a perfect example. Writer, director, female writer, director, nailed it. Fan-fucking-tastic film. I, I'll tell you this. I really think it's a great movie. It's like a 9 out of 10 for me. Something happens at the end which doesn't make any sense plot-wise, which knocks it down for me. And I, I don't think how anybody can watch that movie and see, yeah, what are the odds that's going to work out that way? And it, it, it's kind of silly, which is the reason why Although, it's yeah, only a 9. I, I feel like I know what you might be alluding to, but for the sake of Brandon not seeing it, I won't say anything. Brandon, just watch it as quickly as you can, I think. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't want to overhype it. Go in. I, I went in knowing people were talking about it and whatever. And, and uh, yeah, I I loved it. But it's my I style think it's of, great, but is it really? Yeah. Okay. I Listen to me, though. Do you think it deserves to be up for the fucking Oscar for movie of the year? You can't seriously tell me that you think that. Look, well, this was a, a strange a, year. The year for was a strange year, but yeah, actually, to be totally honest, uh, it's the best movie I've seen since uh, 1917 and uh, Once Upon a Time Whoa, in Hollywood. Whoa, that's like 104 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Awesome. <laughs> but, Jesus. Those are like those are two of my standouts. Uh, you know, Jojo Rabbit. Those were the standouts of, of of that. Your Joker was another one. From from of that, this is the best movie I've seen since, seen since those. So, oh, okay. Well, so, I th- guess th- that's th- where th- we differ. To me, it's great. It's a nine out of ten. I see a lot of movies like that 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 I really appreciate. But then something happens in the plot, which to me automatically disqualifies it from being up for movie of the year because it's just too silly of a thing to overlook. So because of that. That was just my my take on it, and I was gonna say that the only re- a movie like that is up for the fucking Oscar because it's a fucking female thing about females written and directed by a female. It's things that are forced upon us now just because. Well, then why is I blame society up there for that? <laughs> There's a quality nowhere near as good. Here. Exactly. No, and nowhere near is is is, is key. Nowhere well, fucking in the same atmosphere. It's well, my enjoyment is okay. Okay, but that's, personally, that's okay. my enjoyment yeah. isn't that far off, but I can also admit, I'm never going to see a movie like that up for an Oscar. The best found footage movie ever would never be up for an Oscar. They're only made so well. I just didn't see anything in, in that movie, that, that you know, the other one, that to me warrants fucking Oscar-worthy movie. Just like I don't see uh, it with um, Black Panther. I don't think that Black Panther is better than fucking Iron Man 1. I'm sorry. I just no, don't I, see I don't it. I don't either. I'm saying I'm saying the general consensus. Right. I love I love I actually love the first <laughs> Captain America. I love the first Iron Man and and uh Iron Man three was great too. And then I start then they all start clouding together. I saw Black Panther, really liked it. Like it was a lot of fun. Right. But I can't distinguish like like I don't see I don't the aspects that I know that they're focusing on for the the general public see that it's never been an issue for me. I, I've never had a problem with it. But again, I guess I'm also white, so maybe it's just not what? been my life. Yeah, I know. It, 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 I know it's the lighting, but the the reality was so. I get it. I understand that it, that it's it's not for me necessarily to comment on. But I've never really had a problem with it. I just judge the movie on on the movie and go from there. And well, so do I. That's why I'm saying yeah. certain movies shouldn't be Oscar worthy. Yeah, you know, so movies get put into that box because. This has to be, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, and I, it's going to sound bad. I'm not making it, I'm, I don't mean to sound bad. All I can tell you is, it's to me, it's transparent. 
why these things are done. Because that's 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 that that is the climate we're in. Because this was a movie about a black guy, and and because this one is is about female directed by, they're going to be up for Oscars. Just it, it I'm not always, saying it, just it happens year to year. You'll see a year where it's like, oh, there's not enough women, there's not enough African Americans. The next year, you see an increase in nominations for African Americans and for for women. It always it, it always happens. Unfortunately, I, oh yeah, I understand it's it's exactly. And I'm not it's mad about it. It, it sucks just, though because the movie is actually good, and I do actually feel it is that caliber. Like I should. personally do feel that. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm sure I'm not. I know I'm not the only one, obviously, but I'm. I'm sure that there's a lot of people that might say it was good. I think um, Chris A.K. Scott said he thought it was a a seven leaning, maybe leaning towards an eight on that because he doesn't do half ratings, and so he thought it was good to almost very good. I, I just thought it was. was I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. But I do see it being there. Like it's it's how the movie's presented, and the fact that I didn't really know where it was going a hundred percent of the time, and, all, and how it played around with it. And you didn't really. Uh, again, I don't want to say too much because Brandon hasn't seen it. Brandon, watch it. It's fantastic. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's a great flick. I Mild just, Rumble. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I just would never have dreamed. Let me put it to you this way. When the movie was over, I said, it's a great movie. I don't like this aspect here. That was silly. It's a nine out of 10. Never in my wildest dreams after finishing, you know how many movies we all watch. Never. When I finished that movie, did the thought cross my mind whatsoever that this could ever be up for movie of the year. That's what I'm saying. Usually I'll watch a movie like a 1917 or like something like that. And the movie will end and I'll say, okay, I could see how a movie like that is going to be fucking, you know, Oscar bait. It's going to be fucking a big deal. I didn't have that feel. Just like watching Hereditary. Excellent fucking movie. Did I think that would be up for an Oscar? Fuck no. Of course not. But did I think it was great? Yes. Promising Young Woman, did I think it was great? Yes. But I'm just saying the thought never crossed my mind. And again, dare I say that if it was a, a different sex involved and everything else and it was males instead of females, this wouldn't be happening. It's just because of the climate and because people feel like they have to do this now. And I know it, to some people I'm going to come off sounding bad. And that's not my intention. I just look at everything as this. There, no, there, there you know is I mean? truth to what you're saying, uh, but I don't. I, I just don't want to discredit the film anything because I do think no. it's there. But I understand. I understand where, where you're going with your with your thought process and whatnot. And I think that's what's happening in this movie. I blame society. We see instances of that going on instead of people just, you know what I mean? That's what I think is the commentary in some, but it's also, it's, it's, it's pro feminine feminist, but in a different way. It's in a way that I like, you know what I mean? Even if she is crazy, she's just doing things on her own merits. She's not being put in a situation from these producers just to be a token female because they're needed now. And the other conversation with her boyfriend and other things that are going on here, that's just like, because then she even messes with them. Oh, well, you know, how was it when my, when my, you know, when my tits were out, was it okay then? And like, oh yeah, that, that's okay then. You know what I mean? Which of course, you know, yeah, I, you, again, you would never say Messages that. are great. I'm here to watch a movie. And, that, and, that, and the problem with it is sure. the downfall is everything she did from a cinematic dare I say cinematic from a movie creation standpoint <laughs> negates the fact that there's even a, like the message is, is lost within the actual delivery of, of said film. That's it. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, for me, for me, because no, again, that's fair. Agreed. Agreed. 
I happen to enjoy it the first time, not even really getting deep into the messages at all. Just as a found footage movie about a female killing people, I just enjoyed it. That's all there was to it. I didn't notice the acting. I didn't have the issues you had. That's fine. You know, um, this time, second time around, I did pick up on it. My wife came in and said something about it. So, and I knew what you said about it. So now that's in my head. And now I watch it. I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's doing this on purpose because of, you know, she's trying to be a documentary filmmaker. So you've been wrenched. Genuine. I read. Well, she says something. (laughs) She notices bad acting all the time. She's another one. I have the gift of that. And as she leaves the room, goes, you've been wrenched. Yeah. My Sometimes. my my nine year old son now starts noticing it. He's like, "Wow, this person's a horrible actor." That, that he wasn't watching this movie with me. I'm just saying, generally speaking, he's like, "Wow, the acting in this is horrible." And I never noticed that. I thought Luke Did, didn't. I didn't thought Luke Skywalker was a great podcasting? actor when I was a kid. Didn't he say something about <laughs> podcasting recently? He was in the car when I was listening to the Friday Nightmares, <laughs> and he. T- <laughs> turns, it was the one that Dave was on. He goes, "Dad." Your friends are nerds. <laughs> uh, you're a nerd. I, lo- I lost my mind because you guys are going on about a movie because your friends are nerds. What movie was it? I want to know what we were saying. That's oh, so funny. Sh- uh, I don't know if it was the main the the main one, or you just do you you guys were just going through the the ones that you'd watched and you were very happy that you you found two that they hadn't seen yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't. I don't remember exactly what was being spoken oh, about because okay. we had been listening on the drive there, uh, and and whatnot. And then just, just out of the blue, just turns and says it. I lost my mind. You know, speaking of I nerds, I, I thought about something. When you cut together Suspiria, nerds and Suspiria, I, I was rewatching Body Bags recently. You should see if you could do something with uh, with Carradine in his segment where he's the killer. At the gas station and nerds. <laughs> yeah, I was watching, that's I'm my like, favorite. This... I like, but that's that actually at one point would have been a standout. If not, it still is a standout. That segment from Body Bags, I love. Dude, it's a great segment. I yeah, watched Body Bags scary. last night. I was like, man, I really like Body Bags. Probably the most I ever have right now. And that that uh, and you finally got to see because that was one of those dream ones that I wanted to see uncut because it was only the cut version back in the yeah. day, and now they've got the uncut version of that, which definitely makes it. But anyway, I don't want to get off. T- Maybe we should uh, uh, finish the wrap up. I Dave, I feel like we sabotaged your review. I hope if there's any no. more points you want to say. No, I don't even. That's okay. I, I, I hope your points are more interesting than this film. The there's funny Z, things. <laughs> the cult of Z will follow, and they'll watch it. And then they'll become the cult of C. <laughs> no, that, that's not going to happen. That's like, apparently it's going to be a thing about acting. Again, I'm glad I don't pick up. That, that's one thing I'm uh, very, maybe three times in the history of the show, I said somebody was a bad actor. Most cases I don't notice. So, and I'm glad, I'm glad. It's just like, Which I wish I never noticed that. This type just, of film, this type well, of film, satirical type of horror comedy where they're really trying to drive home a message. It's like if you watched Leslie Vernon and you couldn't stand the actor who played Leslie Vernon. Every time he spoke, you were just checking out and yeah. nodding off and not focusing. You By the end of that film, you'd be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, what the hell was the point yeah. of this? Whereas, like, I find now, and I didn't love Leslie Vernon the first time I saw it. The more I watched that, I think I find that more of an interesting film than both the films we covered tonight. Nice. Oh, true. True. And you know what? The But again, talent behind the camera. I had a great script. But 
I didn't find Leslie Vernon so annoying, but it's a perfect analogy. And it goes back to that. Like there, there are some good ideas here. I don't want to, I don't want to totally trash the, the movie, but I, but my rating's not going to necessarily <laughs> do anything differently. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, I, I can't, I cannot recommend this at all to anybody. <laughs> there you go. I won't say anything. Full head explosion. <laughs> I cannot yeah, for me. It. Is it a full it head is? for you? Yeah. Uh, don't be upset. He looks like no. he's like. Why he am feels, I upset? No, I don't look, feel upset now. You, you look like Why? you look like you look like you're like guilty. So I'm like, it's a full head for me. I'm no. the one who gave it up. Well, no, no, it's okay. I, I think I'm going to be in the minority. I think it's just a movie that I happen to love that other people aren't. So be it. It's just it's my kind of movie. I like. I, again, I didn't notice the bad acting, or I didn't care about it, or whatever it was. It didn't. I was just along for the ride. I enjoyed the ride the first time. I enjoyed what she was doing. I like seeing a killer. I like seeing a female killer uh, specifically. Uh, and um, the second time, I enjoyed it more for uh, the messages. Yeah. That was going maybe maybe it was a conscious choice to be this annoying character, but That's I felt what like I said. Why would yeah. they keep saying she's unlikable? They I said know, it again but, and again. The, but but still, it it, it kind of contradicts, I think, what the overall message was going for. So for me, it it's just a mild rumble. Yeah, and I don't want. I, I think I've said my piece on it. The it, it's actually body convulsions, but ever so slightly <laughs> saved from the imploding head rating. <laughs> so you can read into that how you like, but it it's is a body enough. convulsion for me. <laughs> is it because her breasts were out? No. No, no, that was the good part. Sorry. That's what the that's what the producers said in the in the movie. I'm just trying to be. I, I thought it was cannot, funny at the end when she hides it. from them. You know when she hides from the other one after she kills one of the producers, yes. she's hiding from the other one. She hides behind the clear door. Yes. Yep. Oh my god. And the guy funny. walks by too. Yeah. And the guy walks by on the outside that she calls as it happens. So yeah. someone's gonna witness it. So she's thought, going down. I thought that was funny. I did too, and it works. Yeah. <laughs> just goes to show you how fucking out there they are and how irrelevant things are to them. They're just in their own little world, these guys. You know, they, they keep thinking that she was going to come up with this shit that she wasn't going to come up with. They're just trying to exploit her. You know what I mean? And that's what it comes down to. That's what I'm saying. It's Some of the things I say are going to sound like I'm coming down on, on feminism. It's not that at all. If anything, I'm fucking... I, I see this as, as uplifting. I, I, I like that message part of it. That it, yeah. it shouldn't be this way. We want it to. We want fucking great movies from whoever, males, females, whatever. We want female leads. I want. I happen to like female killers. I want all that. I don't want it to be put in the context where it's fucking wedged in or forced in or shoved down our throats. I want it to be natural. That's, that's why you love Ginny so much because she killed Paul. Yeah, she did kill Paul. You're right. <laughs> that's what uh, I was I'm gonna sorry. say because I, I, I do anything to help. There's this thing about bad acting. There's a different. There's there's a Fair. difference. I love Friday the Thirteenth films. Let's let's not kid ourselves and think that the acting is phenomenal in those movies. Like I get it, I get it, That's but it's why I don't passable care. to me. It's passable to no, but I I don't actually feel that part one is all that bad compared to what some people say. Like the ones that stick I never said to me it's are bad. Like, I said the, Rick, the script is weak. That's all. Yeah. Rick in like part three, his radio voice just comes across a little weird and, oh. and, and the way he does it like, or whatever that, that, that stuff is there. Like I'm good with part five caricature acting. I get it within the realm of those movies. It's the way it's presented. This is just a different level. It's like, it takes away from 
the message and, and maybe the, the seriousness that she didn't want it to be serious. It just, just doesn't work. So from frame one, I'm just off. Like her delivery, her line delivery is off. And they just see her in something else now that she's acting in to see if that's just her or if that's how she chose to play the character. Either way, bad choice then. Well, that's, that's what I was kind of alluding to. Like if it yeah. was intentional, it was to me the wrong choice. That's fair. No, that that's definitely a, a fair comparison. And I tell you, I love. This is the year of the female killer, and I am. For, did you guys see the stylist yet or not? No, I I'm have. still. Yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, oh. I'm debating about. Uh, well, I guess I could use my free trial, but I, I want just to see how uh, much is on that Arrow streaming. Service. My 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 review, short review, non spoilers of the stylist would be a mixture of the Maniac remake meets May but not as interesting as either of those two films. <laughs> okay, because you made me want to see it at first there with the combination. I'm sorry. I Although, just, I'm not I, as like, funny. At, at the end, I was, I, I was a little underwhelmed with that one as well. I did give it a much higher score than I gave this. I'm but, not knocking it. I agree with you, though. It's yeah. not as good as May, and it's not as good as the Maniac remake, but I still enjoyed it. I still, yeah. It's like a half-head explosion. I dig it. I, I dig the movie. I just, uh, Yeah, I gave, it a, I gave it a seven. But there, I think there's like five movies this year now <laughs> with a female killer. And I'm fucking loving it. I I was gonna put up a post the other day about how I I, I love watching these character pieces when you know with a female lead that's a killer. It, it, we're seeing more and more of them, and I love them. I think I think they're better than watching fucking men kill. I've seen men kill all this time now, and usually with, with the movies about females, we get deeper into the character and we know what her motivations are. See men run. Being... See men kill. Right. This is great. I love what's happening here. Seriously, I, I want to see more female killers. That's fucking, I'm all about it. I want to see so, more females killed. That's fine too, as long as it's gory. I don't care who gets killed. Males, females, fucking whatever. Just give me gory kills. Little I don't gory Corey? You know? <laughs> no, no, we're not getting to that. I gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. Okay, next show we're gonna have a uh, 80s special. Supposed to have our special guest. I'm not gonna say who until he's here, but uh, make, making sure everything goes smoothly. But we're doing MC's tap dancing uh, his way out of here. Yes, Silver Bullet, Child's Play, and Maximum Overdrive. So that's that. That's going to be show 140. Love you all. Manchichi, manchichi. Hey. Take care, everybody. We're all going to get late.